The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. to become hang on a minute this is going to play another song I, I don't want it to I think they're going to become my new favourite band certainly for this week well they sound like an old band don't they they're, they're not they're a new band they're called Hollow Hand that is the song A World Outside and um, I heard that on Six Music today and it was one of those ones I had to pull over the car and shazam it 
and then I had to tweet it, then I had to send it to you, and I had to, I had to let everyone know. It's brilliant. And they've sent me, they've not got an album. Well, they've got a couple of albums, and just a second, a world outside. They've got a couple of albums, but they're on cassette. I like that. Lo-fi. Homebrew. Um, they've got an album coming out, I think, later on in the year. But that is some tune, man. The video is great as well, and they've sent me some stuff from their new album, which isn't out yet, so I'm going to have a listen to that tomorrow. I've got that to listen to, and I've got the new Bare Naked Ladies album out, which isn't out yet. Ooh. got that to listen to. I don't know if I'm supposed to mention I've got that. Good. Oh, I haven't got my live reads. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, well, there's a problem with that, because I can't print. Hang on, let, let, me, let me resolve this. Hey-ya-ho, hey-ya, ho hey-ya. Well, if you can't print it, you can send them to me, and I will read them here. Could he? Okay, okay, okay. There we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. Here every Monday to Friday from ten o'clock until, well, until at least one a.m. Sometimes we go on longer. Sorry, I'm a bit windy. I've eaten lots of chocolate. Uh, sometimes we go on a bit longer if the show's going well. Um, you can listen to us on DAB. Um, you can listen to us on, by downloading the Talk Radio app. You can also listen to us around the world via talkradio.co.uk. Um, and there are two, two there are loads of ways you can get in touch. The two best ways are if you call us 0344 499 1000. It'll cost you pennies, probably free. We phone you back. Or you can Skype from anywhere in the world um, late night alternative all one word late night alternative and that is open and that is a ready and a rocking and a reeling and a ready to go now lots to talk about um you can phone up and trick or treat us if you want i'm happy more than happy to do that i love halloween i think it's one of the greatest inventions ever i spent i've spent a very spooky couple of hours walking around um highgate cemetery guided by um one of the guides and also one of the um the, the most delicious voices you'll ever hear on radio a gentleman called john Waite, who took me all around highgate cemetery now, there are two halves of Highgate Cemetery. There's this half that everyone goes into that's got Karl Marx in, and there's the other half, which um, not everybody goes into, and they should, because it's got Jeremy Beadle, it's got Litvinenko, it's got... Um, pop star, I'm not supposed to say. It's got um, um, Faraday, of the Faraday Cage fam- fame. And... Um, we got to walk around. I got to look in, in the vaults. Are they called the catacombs? I can't remember. Anyway, some of the slots... I got to see coffins, basically, that weren't buried, but were resting in mausoleum. And um, some of the slots were empty, and I said, Oh, what happened? Why are these empty? Could they not fill them? They said, Oh, no, 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 no. They were stolen in the 70s by the Highgate vampire and his crew. These people would, would, uh, would steal the bodies and um, perform satanic rituals on them, but which was freaky, right? But what, I'll tell you what was freakier was he said, because Highgate Cemetery, I didn't realise, was c- closed between 1923 and 1973, or 20, close to 50 years, and opened in the mid to late, uh, uh, yes, it was 73, uh, 74 it opened, so it was closed in 1924. But obviously there were still people buried there, it was all overgrown, but no one was in charge of it, no one was looking after it. And so kids from school would bunk off, climb over into the cemetery, and would... um, How can I put this delicately? Well, I can't put this delicately, so I'm just going to have to put it in a uh, a completely uh, insensitive way, but in a way that I think this warrants this... 
So children, eight, nine, ten years old, in the 60s, would break into Highgate Cemetery, would go into the vaults where the coffins were stacked. Now, in those days, to protect the bodies, because they didn't want their loved ones' bodies decomposing underground, a lot of them weren't buried. Some were buried, a lot of them weren't. So they would be buried in a coffin, a wooden coffin. Around that coffin would be fashioned a lead coffin. It would be sealed. And then around the lead coffin would be an ornate coffin, the one that would be seen. The exterior ornate coffins, been there for hundreds of years in some cases, they would often decompose and, and break down, exposing the lead coffins. I saw and indeed I touched some of those lead coffins today. But what the children in the 60s would do was they would bunk off school, climb over the fences, the walls, into Highgate Cemetery, break into the catacombs, find the exposed lead coffins. They would pull them out of the slots and lay them down on the floor. And then with rocks or stones they found, they would smash open the lead coffin, exposing the inner wooden coffin. They would then prise open the inner wooden coffin. And of course, because the bodies have been sealed in lead, sometimes for hundreds of years, they were perfectly preserved, almost mummified. And the children of the 60s would take the corpses from these coffins, still dressed in their finery. They take them out to a tree. And they put them in poses like dollies. I was told that there was a maid dummy, a maid corpse, cadaver, that was often taken out. And a fag was shoved in its mouth. That's right. Eight, nine, ten-year-old children in the 60s would play with corpses. That actually happens. That's so very macabre. Isn't it freaky? Hello, caller, you're on the wireless. Nope, you've gone. Okay. Isn't that freaky? That's what they would do. That's what they would do. Could you turn this, the volume yeah. up on this bad boy to the maximum, please, if you would be so bold? Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio with time to change. Catherine, are you an apology? I was very rude to you on air last night. And um, it's because I'm having a rubbish time. But I shouldn't have been rude to you. I got I, my frustrations. Our frustrations come out on those we love the most. And you're my best friend. And I shouldn't have been rude to you. And I felt really bad about Better that. Better out than in. Yes, but I shouldn't have done it to you. I'm sorry. All right. Doesn't matter. No, I well, don't no, no, no. Um, oh, three, thank you for your apology. Oh, all right, mate. Don't milk it. <laughs> oh, so, no, it was, I was rude. I was out of order, and I, and I, and I, I went home in a terrible mood, and I, I, I shouldn't have uh, done that. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Skype late night alternative. Very excitingly, uh, we have a, a guest coming on at midnight. Um, a gentleman called. Now, let me get. I think his name is Reed Summers. Let me have a little Reed. Reed Summers, who's Father, I had all these windows open and then I've just been looking up karate films. So, um, right, so hang on a second. 
Um, so, hang on a minute. I've got to find out exactly who Reed Summers is. Well, we're all on tenterhooks. Well, I know. I had all this open, and then I've, I've just been looking up karate films and how to return stuff to, um, uh, to Gap. More on that in a bit. <laughs> I made a terrible faux pas there, but fair play. Uh, so, Reed Summers is the son of the messenger of the new message of God. Apparently. Yeah. Son of the messenger, Marshall Vian Summers. Um, he said, he said, my name is Reed Summers. My father is the messenger for the new message from God. Um, so we will be talking to him later on. Now, here's the thing. I was looking at, um, his website. If you want to have a look, it's Reed, R-E-E-D, Summers.com. And I was having a look at it. It's fascinating stuff. Okay. Really interesting. Um, and then there was, and I was kind of trying to work out, I was trying to work out, where's the con here? Where's, where's the, uh, where are they asking for dollars? I can't see it. There isn't one. They're not asking for dollars. They're not asking for dollars. Um, but then, cl- kind of falling down the Reed Summers um, rabbit hole, okay? And, um, and then I found a thing about the Universal Life Church. So I googled, because I hadn't heard of this, Universal Life Church. I googled it, right? And the Universal Life Church, established in 1977... Basically, it's kind of like a non-denominational church for all faiths to join together. And the basic premise is, just be, just be groovy. Yeah. Just be groovy, right? And then, you go to the homepage of the Universal Life Church, which is themonastery.org, right? On the homepage, first thing it says, become an ordained minister online. My interest was piqued. The Universal Life Church Monastery, also known as the ULC, has been serving our online church community for nearly 40 years. Our fundamental task is to promote freedom of religion and to do that which is right. Uh, we are all children of the same universe. I, I Beautiful. Can dig, I can, I, no, I can dig that. Count me in. Over 20 million ministers worldwide have become ordained with the Universal Life Church. The ULC is open to people of all faiths, offering everyone the religious freedom to become an ordained minister and practice your beliefs. Those who get... Here we go. Those who get ordained with the Universal Life Church are empowered to take control of their own spiritual lives and do good in their own worlds. And here's the thing that made me go, hmm, I'm going to look at this a little bit further. As a minister... You have the authority to perform weddings, funerals, baptisms, or even start your own ministry. There's a button, online minister ordination. So I clicked on it, right? Thinking there's going to be a con here somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Become an ordained minister. Real weddings, real credentials. Perform weddings legally. Ordination is free and easy. No experience needed. All are welcome. Begin ordination now. I clicked thinking there's going to be a con somewhere. Get ordained. Online ordination request form. Getting ordained is easy. Please fill out the form below to become an ordained minister. First name, last name, email, country, choose a password, confirm your password. Subject, uh, submit ordination requests. I su- submitted it thinking, well, they're going to ask for dollars. You click the button, says, well done, you are now an ordained minister. Now, you've got to pay for the certificates, right? And, um, at the, but, 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 you're only paying $40, which is what, 38 quid? About, yeah, 35 quid, something like that, right? So, um, I am now an ordained minister. Now, where's my... Um, they've sent me an email. Um, church, let me have a look for the uh, new ordination confirmation. Um, 
And there's my certificate. There's a picture of my certificate. Um, you're ordained. Share your newly found ordination status with your friends and family. Congratulations on your ordination. Are you planning to perform a wedding in the near future? Oh, you better believe it, buddy. In most areas of the country, that means America, you'll be asked to present official proof of your legal ordination before being allowed to officiate a marriage ceremony. Um, with your credentials in hand, you'll be able to legally officiate weddings across the United States. Impress your friends, family and peers. Expand your career. Um, so I've ordered um, a press pass, um, a parking permit and a certificate. <laughs> what? That's the classic wedding package. This package contains a beautiful credential fit for display, a clergy badge, one certificate of marriage, one fancy floral marriage certificate, a fancy floral marriage certificate, mm-hmm. a personalised universal life church ID wallet card, and our guidebook titled By the Power Vested in You, showing you how to perform a wedding. Um, I mean, it just it sounds... So what, someone's going to present your fancy floral wedding certificate to get a passport and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that, actually, that's going to be fine. Actually, do you know what? I don't know if I ordered that package. I think I ordered... Oh, no, I did order that package. Beautiful. So here's the thing. Here's what I'm thinking, right? And I know it's a tired old radio thing, but I want to marry someone. Now, we need to investigate exactly how legal this would be in England, right? And we, 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 I had um, a gay gentleman get in touch. Would you be prepared to marry gays? Of course I would. I, I, um, we are all of the same universe, children of the same universe. No bigotry in my church. Of course I'll marry some gays if they want. More than happy to do that. Um, Pets. So, yeah, I'll marry. No, that's demeaning. Well, well if, they lo- if they love each other. Exactly. If there's, you know, but uh, as we all know, uh, the, 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 the dog is the male and the cat is the female. So if a dog Oh, I wasn't cat... thinking interspecies. Oh, no, if a dog... Well, I'm, I don't, I'm not bigoted. If a dog wants to marry a cat, perfect, I'm up for that. So we'll look into the legal um, ramifications in the United Kingdom. But here's the thing. If we can't legally do it in this country, right, I can legally do it in America... And we're planning, if I still have a job here, we're planning to go to San Francisco in April of next year. Make March or April of next year. So, we're going to marry someone. I'm going to marry someone on the air in America, maybe in this country, um, and it's going to be the most beautiful wedding of all time. Too. Well, there'll definitely be tears. Yep. So, buy a hat. It's happening. It's happening, dude. If anyone, if you want to, um, uh, if you want to get married, uh, 0344... 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Is this going to be a Jagger-Jerry Hall kind of marriage where 15 years down the line the man's going to say, do you know what, It's not. St- it doesn't stand as Hang evil. on a minute, 15 years down the line, that, by, by today's standard, that's a cracking length of know, a marriage. Didn't, didn't happen with Jagger and Jerry. I don't know, I yeah, don't he care. Said, after all, interest. they weren't properly married. Well, good, good for him. But 15 <laughs> years, 15 years, fair play. Don't matter, does it's, it? Oh, it's, 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 that's beautiful. I, I, I couldn't get that far. It's, I think that's a great thing. He's going out with a 22-year-old now. Dirty old dog. Yeah, that's Dirt, a bit much, isn't dirty it? Dirty dog. Also... You, Ooh. Ooh, imagine, imagine that bearing well, down well, on you in the darkness. Can we ask a question? And this is we're going to go straight for it. Um, does the penis wrinkle with age? Because the penis, the ball sack is already quite wrinkled. Okay, so I can't imagine. I think my ball sack looks the same as it did when I was a teenager. I think, and I think my penis does it too. Particularly in a certain. Um, and I'm going to tread delicately, but um, you know when everything's stretched. <laughs> wow. It's okay. Like a, he- a head lift. Isn't it? Okay. 
So we want. If you're an old man, could you tell us whether you? If you're an old man, um, can you? What, uh, can you um, please um, get an erection? <laughs> send us a picture. No, I don't want a picture. To um, Catherine. No. Dot boil no. at talkradio.co.uk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Evening, Jonathan. Evening, Ian. What you got for us, boss? I have the list. Oh, hang on, hang on, oh, hang on a minute. Which list is this? Not the list. Yes. Go on. The unredacted one. Oh, of the MPs. Yes. Now, now, all right. Well, we probably can't read. Have you? Have you? What well, do you mean? You've actually got it, or are you doing a bit? No, I've got it. Well, okay. Don't tell us any of the names on it because we can't say them, right? But how did you get it? It was provided to me. I like. I like that. Um, okay. Well, we can't. Even, oh, as, as delicious as it sounds, we can't even play a guessing game as to who is on the redacted list of. Um, members of Parliament who may have or may not have been up to um, shenanigans. But um, you could certainly email it to me. Well, I, I actually applied for a job with one of them about ten years ago. OK, you can't give us any clues. This is the thing, because we could get in very serious trouble if we start <laughs> mentioning people that are on redacted lists. Um, but you can, as, uh, you, uh, you can certainly email it to me. I might do that. Do it! <laughs> don't, don't give me none of that might stuff. Do it! Tonight, okay. Jonathan, tonight, Jonathan, Ian at ianlee.com, by the way. Tonight, I have been playing Colony Wars. I have been playing um, Micro Machines, the um, Sega Mega Drive 1996 version, and, of course, Buster Move. Classic, classic games. Uh, can you do Blessings? Uh, yeah, I can do Blessings, yeah, of course I can. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm ordained. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Okay, I'd like you to bless a Japanese man for me. <laughs> um, okay, pourquoi? Okay, I'd like you to bless a Japanese guy called Tetsuyo, uh, Tetsuyo, I, I don't know how you pronounce it, but Tetsuya Naito. Tetsuya Naito. What does Tetsuya Naito require this blessing for, my child? He needs it, uh, for January the 4th. Why, what's happening? He's uh, uh, fighting for the IWGP heavyweight title well, Tets- in Tokyo. Well, then, Tetsuya Naito has the blessings of the Church of Me. <laughs> Tranquilo! Thank you very much indeed. I mean, it's a, it's a delightful fruitcake. Ah, there's water. Yaddy. I have started to get notifications from people trying to demonstrate um, a- the ageing process. Of a penis. Well, thankfully, so far, it's just... A picture of a sausage roll. A row Candy of... As, uh, Candy Constantino. Boy, oh boy, that's a great name. Candy Constantino says, Apparently when you're old, your spinky spanky spoof goes green. What? Told that by a nurse. Is that true? Green? And also the phrase spinky spanky spoof. I'm not quite sure what she's referring to. Oh, yes, you My are. spinky spanky spoof. No, a, gen- his. a gentleman's... Um, Deliverance. No, not deliverance. Green? No. Yeah. Green. Green. Why would it go green? That's like monkey. Yeah. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. If you want to um, give us a call, you're allowed to, to phone up about anything. Oh, I should just say because um, uh, we're getting new listeners all the time and different listeners and. Um, 
this isn't a, a phone-in show like your usual phone-in show. Where we, by the way, we'll keep an eye on New York. If we get any more um, stuff on New York, Catherine's got her eye over that. So, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we're monitoring the situation. And if we get any more, we'll let you know, of course. Um, but this isn't one of those phone-in shows where we're going to sit here and, and do that. Well, for the first hour, we're going to talk about Muslims. In the second hour, we're going to talk about Trump. And then for the third hour, we're going to talk about um, Kevin Spacey. It's not like that. It's kind of a mixed bag, a hodgepodge. Hodgepodge or hodgepodge? I'd say hodgepodge. I would say hodgepodge. Yeah, I said hodgepodge. Wow. My favourite one is I heard a gentleman saying all of this mumble-jumble. Um, and he was like an old man. Hey, Michael Gove is only seven years older than me. Oh, dear. I know. Mm. He's 51. He strikes me as the sort of person he's always looked like. Yes, that, yes. Old face uh, as a boy. Um, so we're going to sit here and talk nonsense. My name's Ian Lee. You might remember me from the 90s. Um, Catherine Boyle is here. She's my producer, but she kind of presents as well. And we just sit here and chat. And you're welcome to call in about, if you want to call in about New York or Trump or, or Kevin Spacey, you, you, you absolutely, you know, of course you can. You can call in about anything. But if you are calling in about the usual phone-in radio tropes that are often trotted out, please, 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 for the love of all that is holy, try and make it sound original. If you're going to phone in about Trump or Brexit, then give us an original angle, please. Also, if you're one of those people who goes on various talk radio stations... Yes. And does a routine, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, in terms of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about this because you've got like a little monologue. Yeah. I wouldn't, because we can see those a mile off and they do get unpicked we... and you will be challenged. Mind you, you might want to do that. We can see those. Um... Oh, hang on a second. Now I'm being told that the Observer in America has um, published that list. Really? Well, hang on, I've clicked on that Well, link. they can. Yeah, they can, can't they? Yeah, and um, but we can't read no, it out. No, 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 I'm not going to. Don't worry about that. But you, you well done for, for reminding us uh, of that. But, of course, we can't. How come that is possible? Because I remember in the well, 80s... we can do the same thing. We talk about O.J. Simpson with more freedom than they can Well, there. no, no, no. We can talk about court cases that are going on there because subjudice doesn't apply ab- abroad. So we, if there is a court case going on in front of a, a, a jury in this country, we're not allowed to hypothecate on whether... Is that the right word? Hypothesise? Yeah, a hypothecate. Um, like a, you go to a hypothecary and um, oh, hypothecate. Right. Yeah, you're right. Thanks. And um, we can't... You know, if there was a, 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 a murder trial going on, for example, and it was done in front of a jury, we couldn't go, well, I think he's guilty because of this, but then you were saying earlier you think he's innocent. We can't do it because who knows that there might be a juror switching on the radio and hears us. So you can't do that. But if that case were happening in America... We could kind of say, well, I think he's guilty. I think he's um, innocent. And, of course, vice versa. Yeah. But, um, but, but this is slightly different. The publishing of a, of a, a potentially libelous um, or, or stroke damning list of names that can be published anywhere else in the world, but we can't say anything about it well how did the i've not really because we'd be broadcasting it in this country they're not yeah yeah yeah. i don't really understand i've not been following the story why is there a redacted list out i'm not at all sure um uh okay oh the the guido fawkes the um um politician grass published the redacted version right well again bit of a law unto himself isn't he i don't know most of these people that are um, I don't. Mm, oh, <laughs> oh no! Ah, 
What the? Oh! I mean, a lot of these are just... Bloody hell. Have you got... Right, okay. Let's go to a break. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. I've had a very interesting tweet. Well, go on. From Freddie May, who is at Factory Needle on Twitter. Combining wedding and penises, I made a wedding dress with a dick print. It's okay, it's art. Oh, that's beautiful. You have to look very closely to see them. That's beautiful. (laughs) As in life sometimes. Yes, that's the way. Welcome, this is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. And of course, uh, with time to change, our last week in association with those guys, one in four of us is going to be fighting a mental health problem this year. If you've made it to the beginning of November without having one, fingers crossed you've got another eight weeks and then we're done. Let's hope you get through the whole year. Um, but having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Search time to change to find out more. A lot of these, um, um, and I'm looking at the list now, and I don't recognise, um, I don't recognise all of the names, um, and uh, some of the acts are, are, are pretty, uh, Jeff. But um, some, a lot of them have just like had an affair. Now, okay. Right, they might be married, the person they had an affair with might be married. All right, fine. But that's not... That seems like quite a, an 80s thing to be outed for having... MP, ha, minister has affair with um, junior colleague, you know, d- d- press secretary has a... That doesn't... I, the thing is... Having some, an affair isn't a sexual No, but I can crime. see why you would have to know in that, that job who's doing what, because they could be compromised, they're subject to blackmail. Yeah, I suppose so. I guess. But you know also that the whips know all this stuff so that they can <laughs> compromise people and say, if you don't fall into line, this information might get out. Um, yeah, I mean, but I don't... I don't buy this thing, OK? There's been a lot of talk. Um, Gavin and David, we'll come to you in a bit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. There's been a lot of talk on phone in radio about... Um, is it appropriate for someone senior to have an affair with someone junior, whether that be in Parliament, whether that be in, in the workplace, um, whether that, w- wherever that may be? And um, I, on the basic level, I don't have a problem with it. As long as both people are going into it willingly, now whether it's because it's love or it's lust, as long as both people are doing it willingly as long as there is no implication that the the person the the person lower down will be receiving financial benefits or that there's any hint that they will get a promotion if they sleep with someone and also as long as when that relationship ends the junior person is not punished in some way and i know that happens quite a lot that an affair ends and um the the senior person kind of sacks them or it doesn't they get less work or whatever. As long as those things don't happen, I don't have a problem. I get what you mean. As long as it. no one's being coerced into it yeah. or feels obliged to because they're worried about what ha- might happen if they don't. Oh, God, yeah. You know, and as long Weinstein as there is no punishment, style. there's no punishment when it comes to an end. Um, whether it, uh, Both ways. I mean, it's more likely to go down, the punishment being, well, I'm going to fire you or we're not going to... But it could go the other way with the person lower, blackmailing. 
Mm-hmm. As long as there is no retribution afterwards, and I know that's tricky. When when when, when sex has been involved, it's tricky for everyone to shake hands and walk away and say, "Well, thanks a lot. That was great. Let's uh, let's carry on as normal." Of course it is, but I don't, I don't on the basic level don't see a problem with with people higher up having affairs with people. I mean, having affairs as long is as not a great person, thing, of right, course. As long as a person higher up is not in a position of yep. kind of care or custodian so what we're talking about is you know two people who are colleagues rather than someone who is a mentor yep or in some way you know so you know having an intern who is not if there's any element of of a kind of that that mentor yeah 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 more, someone more senior thing oh, and, and that's something yes, as long as it's, it, it's it's it you know it, not uh, lecturer student kind of thing yeah Gu- guardian you know uh, someone who is responsible for younger people no no um but then at university there i know um students that were shagging lecturers yeah um at school i remember at school god the um the the, the one of my teachers um was having an affair with a sixth former um, you know, and that's, that's, that's icky, it. isn't it? Oh, that's, I mean, it's wrong, look, wrong, it's yeah. wrong. Because they're in loco parentis. Um, I don't know what they got up to, but, um, I imagine there was a little bit of that going on. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Good evening, Gavin. How you doing, Ian? I'm very well, thanks, Gavin. Yeah, I'd like to ask your opinion on the top five books you should have read by the time you was 18. Well, I never, I don't dig these, um, things you should do by the time you are, because yeah. I think things happen when they are meant, I'm, I'm a firm believer, and I've bought albums for people going, oh, you must listen to this. Never works. And, well, it doesn't always work. I, I tell you, here's the thing, I remember years and years ago, my sister bought me, um, Jeff, Bu- the Jeff Buckley album, right? Very nice. She said, you'll love this. <laughs> And, and I, I didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to it for about six, seven, eight years, right? Yeah. And then one day, I, I'd, I'd split up with a girl, and I found it, and I thought, I'll put this on. And that was exactly... It's a stunning album. That was exactly the right moment for me to listen to that record. Six years earlier, when I got it, I, it wouldn't have registered. Yeah. But that moment there, and I was like, I was taken away. And I'm a, I'm, I do believe in some kind of spiritual thing, that some spiritual thing happens where... You discover music at the right time that, you, yeah, that you're I'm meant kind to of discover. Like the it. Reverse of that. I always play people my favourite songs and they invariably hate it. Yeah, oh, well, that, yeah. It's such a mood killer. Yeah, Cass. it is. I was going to say, conversely, I did have a thing where I wanted to read certain things before I was 18, and I read War and Peace, right, which is a big old that fat thing. a heavy read, man. Yeah, and I forced myself through is that it. Is the one about the doctor? It's about, well, it's. <laughs> You know yeah, no, <laughs> no, I think you're thinking of um, Crime and Punishment. Not a long one. Crime and Punishment. Crime punishment. But it's another one with loads of names in the beginning. You think, I can't remember who this yeah. person is. And anyway, you plow, push through it, and there is actually a brilliant story in there. And, yeah, you know, the reason I brought it up was um, someone bought me um, a Viz book called Roger's Profanosaurus. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I've got that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a I'd heard of it, yeah. but it's jumped straight to the top of my favourite ever book. <laughs> It's, it's a good, it's a good book. It, I remember reading Viz for the very first time. I remember it really well. Um, because they gave away an issue of Viz yeah. with a Spectrum magazine, the ZX Spectrum magazine. Yeah. And Wayne Shaler brought it in. And we had, n- I'd never seen anything like it. And we <laughs> were reading incredible. it and we were crying yeah. with laughter at this filthy, rude <laughs> comic. Oh, it was a joy. Absolutely. 
yeah, I'm just because like normally uh, my favourite book was like um, music books and yep. uh, PG Woodhouse, something like that. Yep. But this has gone straight in. It's I can't put it down. Straight in at number one with a bullet. You found it at the right time. Yeah. That's all I've got to say about it, man. Thank you, Gavin. I appreciate well, that. I was going to say I finished Crime and Punishment. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, War and Peace. As yeah. a matter of principle, but I don't think I got it. I th- I'd probably get something different out of it now. I can't be bothered to read a book that big. Oh, it's good though. Um. Have you heard Time of No Reply by Nick Drake? No. Oh, have you I not? don't think I have. Oh. Or have I? No, have no. You, yeah. Have you played it to me before? I don't know. That's a song. That is a Time of No Reply by Nick Drake. You're not... Hang on a minute. It's, um... Ay, 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 ay. I've got a bit of a gut ache, but I've eat, I went for a big Chinese earlier when you weren't here. Yeah, selfish Chinese. Yes, yes. They are a little bit, aren't they? <laughs> time of No Reply. Um, I wonder if it's on here. Oh, you've never... I think I might have, but... You might have done. Hang on. Do you know this? Summer was gone and the heat died down. Do you know that? I don't think I do. We'll have it after this. After hours amusement for anarchists, air hostesses and jet lag antipodeans. Can I covers? Can I crash on your floor? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Ah, oh, man alive, this is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio, and of course with Time to Change. One in four of us is going to fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Search Time to Change to find out more. 0344 499 We'll play that Nick Drake song in a second. Let's go to David Badcock. Good evening, David. Yes, it is. Happy Halloween, David. Well, it's the best time of the year. It's the yeah. most wonderful time of the year. Are you uh, looking at the same spreadsheet as I am? Sorry? Are you looking at the same spreadsheet as I am? Uh, of the names? Yeah. Yeah, that one about um, um, urinating on um, someone. That's a bit rough, isn't it? A bit, Jeff? Seven up. Yep, seven up. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit fruity. That I, I just, I've got to stop laughing. Not my cup um, of tea. I get, I get most things. Um, that one, I just not wee wee. I just don't get that one. What the hell are you going to do with that, guys? What are you going to do with that? What, mu- what must their mothers think? Well, they might know before long. Well, yeah, well, they, they, they might do. <laughs> they might do. I, um, I, I do... I, it, it's always... I think it's empowering that victims are coming forward. Um, it, I, I think it's... Uh, I think it's a really good thing that victims um, are coming forward. Um, I do wonder if we're going to... If we are starting to veer slightly into hysteria about these things. And I think but by, that, that if that happens, then that it could possibly weaken the arguments of people who have been sexually assaulted. Does that make sense, Catherine? Yeah, I, I don't want to sound... I know what you mean. I mean, can I just say, the front page of The Sun today, Defence Secretary Michael Fallon last night admitted inappropriately a touch- touching a female journalist. Uh, Mr Fallon confessed he was the minister who taught radio presenter Julia Hartley Brewer threatened to punch for repeatedly putting his hand on her knee. That's awful that that happened, right? The genuinely that's awful. I don't in any way want to demean that. Um, but... Um, and I don't want to. And I don't know how to say this without it sounding like I'm going. Um, uh, you, well, th- that's nothing. That that's nothing because that is something. Okay, um, but 
I do think it's ripe that Julia Hartley Brewer is complaining about something on the front page of the newspaper when we know for a fact that she shouts and bollocks her team uh, in front of people in this in this office. I think it's awful. And if there's a story that comes out about bullying in the workplace, then I hope that someone comes out and speaks out about her. And the poor sods that, that refuse to work on her show and that, that, that whisper about this because they don't want to lose their jobs, um, she needs to have a little think about how she's making her team feel. If I'm completely completely honest about it, guys. And am I the first person to speak up about this? Probably. And I've always said if, 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 that, if she did that in front of me, I'd give her... A, I would be able to tell her to stop it because I am... Um I am talent. I'm a pres- I'm kind of on an equal footing with her. But I know that she makes some of the kids that work here absolutely miserable. And that's not to demean what happened to her there. That's horrific. That should never have happened. But I do, you know, I just think that, 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 that when, when the scandal of bullying in the workplace comes out, I hope someone speaks out about her. Mm. You don't shout. You don't shout uh, uh, and rollock people in front of an office full of people who are on, I don't know, a 30th of what you're earning. You don't do that. Anyway, there we go. I've said my piece. Yes, David. Uh, being, being as though it's I'm kind of the, 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 spe- the speciality um, guest. The, the, Have you been drinking or smoking the herb? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just a bit, you know, it's been busy, it's been a hectic day. Okay. Um, um, yes? Do, do you, I have a collection of um, spooky stories, and if if you'd like to ring me up at certain junctions, yes. I can read them. Okay, well, why don't you do, why don't you give us one now? Do you want one now, dear? Yeah, go on. Neither did them. The father is laying in bed after just waking up. He grabs the baby monitor and walks to his desk in his office at home. He has his baby on the baby monitor and hears his wife singing to her. He cracks a smile as he hears his wife. Go to sleep, go to sleep. He returns to his bed and rolls over, and his wife's uh, in the bed. Oh, I get it. Who was singing on monitor? Um, was I it d- you? It sounded like you. It, sounded like, it did sound like you, David. No, no I was doing an impression. Of oh. whom? Oh, uh, well. Huh? Is this a true story? Oh no! <laughs> you know, you told it. <laughs> did you? Okay. Did you get this story from someone it happened to, or did you make it up earlier on? I said uh, from there. Someone told, someone told me. Okay, so it's a true story. Oh. This, here's, the, here's, what you, here's what here's what you need to do for the theatre of it, David. You need to right. you need to tell us before you start. You must go. Now here's a true story from the bad cop fi- files. Okay. Right. I'll do that on the ones then. Okay. We'll, we'll speak to you after eleven. Okay. Okay, thank you. There we go. That's going to be very, very spooky, isn't it? Yes. Very, very spooky. That's what's going to happen. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, yeah, let's play that uh, Nick Drake song. Um, and I got in Nick Drake for me. Great. That, it, it was the uh, one of those tragic young uh, young men released. Recorded, I think, three or four albums in his lifetime. Recorded four. I think three were released. Um, and sold absolutely zip, um, and uh, he died in the mid-70s. Was it a suicide? Possibly, but he probably just took too many sleeping pills, antidepressants, and, and it, uh, many people suggest it was perhaps an accident that it happened. But a very shy, withdrawn, quiet young man 
who sold hardly any records during his lifetime, um, but uh, is, his voice is just uh, otherworldly. And I got into him when, I remember I bought the box set when I was working at HMV one Christmas, so I was 22, 23, um, but we used to listen, it was our come down music, basically. We put this on at three o'clock in the morning, and boy, oh boy, it would, uh, it would do the job. Have a listen, have a listen to this. <laughs> Summer was gone when the heat died down And autumn reached for a golden crown I looked behind as I heard a sigh But this was the time of no reply The sun went down and the crowd went home I was left by the roadside all alone I turned to speak as they went by but this was the time of no reply The time of no reply Is calling me to stay Nothing to say They would keep their dreams Till another day So they stood and thought And wondered why For this was the time Of no reply Time goes by From year to year And no one asks Why I'm standing here but I have my answer as I look to the sky This is the time of no reply The time of no reply Is calling me to stay There's no hello and no goodbye Goosebumps. I've not heard that for a long time. That's given me goosebumps. Some song, some voice, huh? Amazing guitar player, amazing voice, very posh. You can hear it when he says, yeah. Time of yeah. Um, and um, just was, was, would, would hardly ever play live, was too shy to play live. And so diddly squat. And there's this wonderful, uh, it, it, there's three albums I think he released when he was alive. And then there was one they did afterwards. And they kind of dub stuff on. So it's a little bit, uh, maybe I've got that slightly wrong. But um, it's a box set. Go, go now, dear listener, go and buy the Nick Drake box set. And, and, and what's so perfect about it is every now and then there'll be a new, they'll bring out a new Nick Drake compilation. And say, we found, 
we found another Nick Drake song, Lost in the Vaults, and they haven't. They found some ropey home demo thing that he recorded. That, that, that box set is it. There's nothing more to be found out there, and it's it's perfect. And it, everyone on every song on there is an absolute gem. That's my gift to you tonight, dear listener. Nick Drake, wowzers! What a what a voice! What a voice! Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number if you want to um, give us a call. You went. We got a couple of minutes for the break. You went trick or treating with the girls, but yeah, it was a little bit disappointing. I feel like it might be the last one we Go do. On. My uh, nine-year-old didn't seem quite as up for it. The five-year-old, six-year-old was bouncing around the room. Yeah. She couldn't wait to go out. And then when we went out, she really um, didn't seem to enjoy it at all, the little one. She was very kind of phased by, yeah. well, she just didn't seem to enjoy walking about in the dark. But it's the first time we've been where it's just been the three of us. Right. Normally, all their cousins come oh, to. Okay. It's, I think it's better when you've got some mates gang, and stuff. gang, I think. They just didn't seem to enjoy it as much. Um, my seven- and five-year-old went tonight, and I didn't get to go with them. Um, but you saw the picture of them um, just looking absolutely, really, yeah. really knackered. Shattered and Dra- Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw a very tired Dracula holding a lolly that you just oh. couldn't face, to be honest. But they loved it, and they went with the, they went with a few friends, and I, I think, think that makes a difference. I think the gang yeah. is probably it. But yeah, my nine-year-old just seemed to be a bit over it. And she, we got her um, a prom queen, zombie prom queen yeah. outfit, and it's a cool outfit, but she just didn't want to do... Nine's that kind of borderline when they're a little bit more aware. I did face paints with the other one, and we took ages, and it's... Been, we did a beautiful job on it and then she the other one didn't really want it and i had to really coax her to um to zombie up really the boys were said the boy i spoke to them after they said daddy it was terrifying there was a door uh, we went to a door and there was a sign that said ring if you dare <laughs> and we rang it and then there was a screaming noise <laughs> beautiful i love it i don't get this um first of all halloween isn't an american thing is it isn't it a german thing it's well no no it's Go on. isn't it, it old english isn't it samhain okay well maybe i know but, that but the um, pagans celebrated yeah yeah, yeah. so it, we started it then the americans took and did what they do with most things they made it wonderfully commercial and in, in just the most i remember watching like et in E.T. they go and do Halloween. Yeah. And that came out, what, 82? So I was nine. We didn't have anything like that over here. And I remember watching American movies with Halloween and thinking, oh, I'd love some Looks of that. Looks like fun. Because we didn't have it. We just didn't have it. And now we've got it and people are complaining. I get stuffed, you miserable old gits. I think, I mean, as long as everyone plays by the rules. Yes. Where, where I live, if you've got a pumpkin outside and Halloween stuff, Game you're on. up for it. Game everyone on. else gets left alone. No, I love it. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I wish we'd had it as kids. Um, and we don't, and so I'm I'm more than happy to indulge. I love you get a knock on the door and you open it and it's kids. You go, oh my, this is terrifying. Please, what, what do you want? What do you want? One complaint. I was the only adult dressed up. Yeah, well. Come on, guys, get in. 0344 499 1000. You've got another hour to call, because after midnight we're going to have a guest from America. This is the Late Night Alternative, dear listener, with me, Ian Lee, her, Catherine Boyle. Uh, you're listening on Talk Radio, of course, with our friends at Time to Change. Uh, do remember that one in four of us is going to have a mental health problem this year, and having a friend in your corner really can make all the difference. Go online, type in search, uh, type in Time to Change to find out more. Talk Radio. Skype in on Late Night Alternative, or if you call now, 0344 499 You speak to Sam, he'll take your name and number and give you a call back and you'll be on After the News. I'm Ian Lee, this is the Late Night Alternative. There's no show like it, and it's only here on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Who has made a covenant with the night, and with the darkness he is in agreement. 
Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio with me, Ian Lee, her, Catherine Boyle, and of course with uh, time to change. Now, Manny's called him, but he doesn't want to come on air. He wanted to ask us a question. Can you think, Catherine, what was the question that Manny wanted to ask? Was, um,. Wasn't about dress code. No, it was. Where's the show on Saturday? We told him about a dozen Slaters. times. This Saturday, we are doing the last rabbit hole appearance of 2017. We're not doing any more until uh, the end of January next year. So, uh, if you want to come, this is the one to come to. Seven o'clock. Um, in Wolverhampton at Slater's, which is 41 Queen Square. Now, if you, the venue's changed. If you bought tickets for the for the original venue, you can still um, use them here, of course. If you're going to be collecting tickets on the door, come and collect them at Slater's, OK? So it's this Saturday, the rabbit hole, 7pm, Slater's, 41 Queen Square in Wolverhampton. If you want to see a list of the shows um, that we've got planned for next year... Um, for the ones that tickets are on sale for, and that includes um, Luton, that includes Brighton, that includes... Where else? It's like a Belfast, is that up yet? Belfast isn't up yet. Bath isn't up yet. Um, there was uh, uh, Luton and... Um, anyway, Luton and Brighton are definitely up for sale. Um, I think there might be one more. If you go to com slash events, and if you've not been to my website for a while, do go, because um, some very kind people have, have, have done it up for me. It looks spiffing. com slash events. And you can see the shows that we've got, and, uh, and keep checking it, because I'm going to add more as and when we get the... Uh, the tickets online. I'm I'm scratching my head a little bit. I I got so many things wrong at the the show we did in Hull. Really thinking about it a lot today. It was the great shows. Everyone who came, I, I think they had a good time. But I know we could I could have made it better. First of all, I was really stressing over the levels, the boring technical recording levels, because I just wasn't getting them right. And it's because we had to get a second computer in at the last minute, and I should have rechecked all the levels, and I didn't. So it's going to sound a little bit ropey, but. Also, I'd asked you to get loads of facts about Hull, and then I didn't throw back to you on that, so that's, I apologise for that. Um, and also, I, we kind of... We did, we, what I think we need to do is, at the start of each show, we need to set it up who we are and what the show is. We yeah. kind of just go in there as though people are going to know what it is, and um, they won't. You know what Hull's got? Um, yeah. The biggest Yorkshire pudding factory oh. in the world. Aunt Bessie's. We, d- we didn't go there. Um, uh, but anyway, if you wonder what we're talking about, we do a podcast as well as the talk radio podcast that comes out every single day. There's also a show that we do called The Rabbit Hole. It's a phone-in show, but it's done in front of a live audience and we take it around the country. And I'm going to be honest, it's a little bit bluer than this show. Imagine that. It's got indoor language. So uh, if you want that, The Rabbit Hole, you can get it on iTunes, you can get it on Acast, you can get it absolutely anywhere that you want to get it. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. We'll give David Badcock a ring just after quarter past 11 and um, find out another spooky true story. From the Babcock Files. From the Babcock Files. <laughs> Don't fear the unclear, guys. It really is that simple. Uh, we've got no phone uh, phone calls on the switchboard, so now is a great time to call us. 0344 499 1000. You can Skype late night alternative, um, and you can call in about anything. I am keen to hear um, if you went trick-or-treating today, uh, what happened, any grouches, um, any miserable people. I mean, th- you're right, there are rules, aren't there? There yeah. is there is a code, like um, uh, if there are pumpkins, it's like swinging. 
If there's, what's the grass? Pampas grass. Pampas grass. Is if, that true, though? No, it can't be. I don't think it can be. Because it was it, very big in the 70s, but then... But as if someone's going to drive past the house and go, oh, there's pampas grass there, I'm feeling up, go knock on the door. Pampas grass on the wicket? Yeah, I can't, uh, no. <laughs> I don't think that can be... Um, I don't know. We, well, there's, there's, um... There there's, must be signs. There's a hobo code, isn't there? What, the chalking on the pavement? Yeah, yeah there's a hobo well, code. I heard about that. I've also heard it called the burglar code, and I've also heard it called marks that the water board makes when they're looking to drill somewhere. No, there is, there, uh, there is, there is definitely a hobo code. I think you could buy a book on it, and it basically there's little chalk marks that mean tight, tight, don't bother knocking on the door. You'll get a free meal if you knock on this door. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or stuff like that. I mean, there's also, I, I think there are thieves codes yeah. as well, but then why would, why would thieves... I mean, no, I don't. Um, well, but why would they be? Normally, it's the the thief keeps it to himself. Yeah, you would think. If I was, you know, well, I'm no Lex Luthor. No, no. Uh, good evening, Roy. Hi. Hey, Roy. Hello there. Yes. Uh, now, what do you want to talk to me about? Um, what do you want to talk to me about? Well, I I think that you're doing a very good job. Yes. Right. I am. And. Um, I want to congratulate you on your show. Yes, but? And, uh, no, there's not a but. I think you're doing a very good job. Thank you, Roy. And, uh, I think you're doing a very good job for talking about your mental health. Thank you very much. And, uh, I think that helps other people. And, uh, I hope you keep it up. Well, so do I. I'm having the time of my life here at the moment, Roy. This is the best show I've ever done. It's the best... uh, Working with Catherine on air is is the best relationship I could ever have. So let's keep our fingers crossed that they renew our contracts next year. When's it due up? It's due up in March. March the 20th is when it ends. What, next year? Next year. Now, is there a dress we can write into to encourage them? Uh, well, no, I, d- I don't know if those things, um, I don't know if those things ever work. No, well, I just need to, um, to pull out all the stops and make the show as bloody good as I can. How long have you been listening for, Roy? Uh, off and on for a couple of years, but I've, I've listened to you before on other stations. Where did you, where did you used to listen to me before? What other stations? Uh, I'm trying to remember, is it London or something? London, yeah, LBC it would have been. Would it have been LBC? Could have been LBC. Would have been sort of like two thousand and six. Yeah, something. something like that. Yeah, I was, I was, I was um, there then. What else do you listen to? Because I'm a bit, I'm really, because I'm a big fan of radio, Roy, and I've got my yeah. favourites, yeah. right? And I, there's, there are shows that I, I that um, I, I make an effort to tune into, and there are shows that I make an effort to avoid. What, what other stuff do you listen to? Well, I do listen to uh, James Whale and Ash. Yep. On uh, talk radio, Monday to Thursday, yeah. seven till ten. Yep. And. Uh, I do listen to LBC sometimes. I tend, as I've got older, I tend to listen more to talk radio yeah. than anything else. Um, now, when I'm doing the washing up, I always put, put you on. Oh, um, my, so. why? No, I like that. Why yeah. is my sh- why is my show in particular conducive to doing the washing up? Uh, I've got radio in the kitchen. Yeah, and, uh, I, I I've got it all. I've, usually got it tuned to talk radio uh, i mean i do switch around a bit but yeah. this time of night i always put it on to you oh nice one man that, uh, genuinely that means that means a lot so thank you very much i appreciate that roy and thank you for your kind words 
No, no, that is, you know, it's all true, so, uh, you know, you deserve all of it. Bless you, buddy. Well, listen, go back to the washing up and we'll speak again yeah. soon. Okay, thanks Thank a you, lot, mate. mate. Bye-bye. Um, the, 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 the radio in the kitchen is a great thing, isn't yeah. it? I love... Now, we don't have a radio in the kitchen anymore. We did, but the boys snapped the aerial off. But, of course, with modern technology, the, the phone... I use the phone. The phone becomes... Well, the, the phone becomes the radio in the back, my back pocket as I'm wandering around the house pottering about. I'll have, I'll have the, the phone on in my back pocket. I've only just started listening to the radio on my phone. Yeah. And I've discovered... We've got a speaker in the bathroom, oh. in the shower. I can Sorry? listen in the shower. Really? Yeah. So it's a Bluetooth one. Yeah. I can connect it to my phone yeah. and listen in the actual shower. And it's like the ultimate luxury. What do you, what do? you do? Because I, I, there are loads of radio apps you can get, like um, TuneIn yeah. and Radio Player. And I've got both of them. I've got TuneIn, definitely. But I tend to listen via the station's apps. Uh. So the three stations apps I've got are LBC, Talk Radio and that's how I tend to listen to most of talk to, to this station is on the app and also the BBC iPlayer which is great because you can flick from 4 to London to you can flick all around. Um but how do you what do you tune tend you got tune mm-hmm. in have you? And that's I mean that's insane because you can then listen to thousands of stations around the world. I remember about we were living in the flat so it would have been about 10 years ago. I bought a lovely, I've still got it in the garage, lovely black, um, I don't know why I'm saying it's colour, that's irrelevant, <laughs> uh, internet radio. Yeah. So it's a radio, and it looks like an old-fashioned, it looks like a radio with a dial and a screen, but you connect it to the Wi-Fi. And so then you can, you can tune to, to kind of any station around the world. And I enjoyed that. But I found the, the, the I should set that up again, but I found the choice so overwhelming that I didn't really use it very much. I bet you'd listen more now. Oh, uh, yeah, I probably would. Um, I found it a little bit tricky to navigate. I should dig that out, actually, because that was um, cracking. But the um, the radio in the kitchen, we always had a radio yeah. in the kitchen as a kid. Our best radios in the kitchen. Oh, our crappy um, oldest 70s radio was in the kitchen growing up. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, we used to have a stacking stereo system that used to have this big sort of plastic Y-shaped aerial that you had to pin to the wall to get the radio. Right, yeah, just wires. Yeah, just wires. <laughs> I never understood how they worked. No, I didn't really... Uh, I did, and it, the reception's terrible. But, yeah, we had an old um, an old radio in the kitchen. Um, I remember for, for a while we used to have the black and white portable in the uh, in the kitchen. But tell you, the, the radio that kind of I fell in love with radio on yeah. was my old d- digital alarm oh in my bedroom really yeah I could I was one of those kids I used to sort of fret a lot at night and um you know stressing out about what schoolwork and stuff like that so I used to listen to the old talk radio yeah um and it would it had this sort of set on it that I thought was amazing yeah where you could say you know I want it to turn itself off in oh, two okay. hours time oh I never I time. never understand the programming yeah so I could, side of it I knew I could fall asleep and not worry that it was going to be on all yeah. until the morning so yeah I used to fall asleep listening to but it is mad that on your phone you can listen to radio in Zimbabwe yeah. you know you can listen to radio in Kuala Lumpur mm. it's insane I don't I don't get it. 
Um, Mike sent a nice tweet. My, my wife never listened to the show before and loved the whole rabbit hole. Oh, well, thank you, Mike, because I, I did come away thinking, oh, I could have been so much better. Um, as I, as I do most of the time, I, you know, I, I do fret about these things and, and it was fraught with, t- it was very stressful leading up to it because we always say to the venue, we've got to have good Wi-Fi. We need good Wi-Fi. Oh, it's got great Wi-Fi. And we got there. It had terrible Wi-Fi. No, and the thing is, terrible the Wi-Fi. guys, the guys who were there were so charming and so, you know, lovely and everything. Um, yeah. We, we felt awful for, for saying, you know, this, this ain't good enough. Ain't <laughs> we ain't got us, a show. You know. And there was, there was a period of about 20 minutes where I'm, um, fiddling with the Wi-Fi and thinking, right, this isn't going to work. How can we do a show? Uh, how can we do this without the internet? And I'm thinking, we're just going to have to sit on stage for two hours and talk. And luckily we pulled... Um, and, you know, the guys that Malcolm that run it was brilliant. And he went home and got his computer. Oh, he went to Maplin's for us and all sorts. Went to Maplin's and bought leads and stuff. So we pulled it off. But it was... it was <laughs> Just before you guys came in, it was it was a little bit sweary. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit grumpy. You always know it's tense when um, Ian's not talking and I'm keeping my distance because yeah. I know that he just needs his space. Because he's got to work through stuff. Oh, it's that technical stuff that I'm not particularly good at. But uh, anyway, anyway. Well, thank you, Mike. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, I, 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 we've got a few more booked in for next year, and I'm going to have a little rethink about what we do with it to take it to the next level. Yeah. It's funny, every time you say, oh, I don't know whether we should carry on doing it, the next email I get from you is, do you want to do another one in April? Well, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I've got a email about that one in April. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio with Time to Change with Catherine Boyle as well. Of course, one in four of us is going to fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner uh, really can make all the difference. Go online, type in Time to Change to find out more. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, whatever. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yeah, it's great. sending me pictures of her passport. That's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> Um, oh, it'd be so nice to go, because, you know, my sister and, and um, family moved, I don't, when did they move to New Zealand? Two years ago? Three years ago? I ain't never going to get to see them over there. Part of me wishes that it, it, you know, part of me, obviously, most of me, like, like 70% of me, you know, wishes them the best of luck and hopes it's a huge success and they make millions of dollars and the kids are happy and all of that. But 30% of me is thinking, oh, please, let it be a disaster. Come back home. Because I just don't know when I'm ever going to get to see those kids again. Yeah. I love those kids. My niece and nephew. Oh, God, I adore them. And my my nephew started emailing me now, semi-regularly, and I love it. I love the fact that he's got in touch with me and it's, it's his decision to get in touch yeah, with me. Yeah, that's your relationship. Yeah. There's nothing to do with anyone oh, else. Oh, and it's great and it's beautiful and I love it and I miss those kids. Because, so, you know, I, I knew them when, they, you know, obviously when the, the moment they were born, you know. Um, I, I, I rushed around to the house when the youngest was born and, you know, we would take over in the middle of the night and, and Dylan came in as a little toddler and got in oh. bed with me and all. And I love those so kids exciting. and I miss them, I miss them. I ain't never going to get to see them. Never going to get to see them. Well, you never know. Ah, you never know. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can Skype late night alternative. Should tell you at midnight we've got a guest coming on, so um, it is um, quite likely that we um, may not be taking. Well, you can, I think you can call in for the the, the guest as well if you want to. Um, it is Halloween, so we're going to have um, some spooky true stories. 
from the Babcock files. Don't fear the unclear. Do not fear the unclear as we take a delve into the Babcock files. Yeah, hello. It is me, uh, David Babcock. And you are in... Oh, dear. Um, the Babcock files... Uh, one. Here we go. Right, right. This is a true. Yeah. This is a true story, isn't it? Sorry, this is a true story. There we go. Um, a young boy is was sleeping in his bed on an usual night. He hears footsteps outside his door and peeks out of his eyes to see what is happening. His door swings open quietly to reveal a murderer carrying the corpses of his parents. After silently propping them up on the chair, the murderer writes something on the wall in the blood of the dead bodies. He then hides under the child's bed. The child is scared beyond belief. He can't read the writing on the wall and he knows the man is under his bed. Like any child, he pretends that he slept through the whole thing and hasn't awoken yet. He lays still as the bodies quietly. Uh, he lays so. He lays still as the bodies quietly hearing the breaths from under his bed. An hour passes, and his eyes are adjusting more and more to the darkness. He tries to make out the words, but it's a struggle. He gasps when he finally makes out the sentence. I know you're awake. <laughs> that is... Spooky. <laughs> That's not... That's not about, like, monsters and ghosts. That's about an actual murderer. And a true story. I'm surprised a he didn't true. make the papers. I know you're away. That's horrific. Also, how strong was he? He manages to open the door while holding two dead bodies. Well, he's a murderer. <laughs> Jeez, that was horrendous. Don't have night. No, do have nightmares, guys. Mm, I know. It's the night for it. I know you're, you're awake. awake. <laughs> Why did you just say it was in? Why does he have to be so weird about it? Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Uh, if you want to give us a call, you're more than uh, you're more than welcome. I to. know you're awake. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll have uh, we'll have more from the Babcock Files before midnight. The witching hour, guys. Um, seen that picture? Oh, who's that? Gemma Collins. No. In a in a in a, a, a see-through swimsuit. What's she doing that for? <laughs> Doesn't leave much to the imagination, does it? Good evening, Joe. Okay, Ian, firstly, right, my real name begins with G, so can we call me G? I feel a bit fraudulent. We've already got a G, you don't want to be mistaken for him. No, let's stick with Joe G. Yeah? Yeah! Okay, make it G.I. Joe, and at least it's more truthful than untruthful. Okay, so what? you're you're a yeah. charlatan, are you, uh, G.I. Oh. Joe? No, 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 I don't want someone phoning up a DWP and going, listen, he's okay, <laughs> he's okay. okay. <laughs> that was all. Okay. Are, you, are you a Giovanni? No. 
Giuseppe? No, can I ask a question, Kat? Oh. Yeah. What was the first proper record you bought? Oh, good question. Good first proper record. Joe. Actual record was, yeah. it was, Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas. Because... Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't. It was it was Ghostbusters. No, it was Ghostbusters. Oh, cool. Way to go, way to go. But the reason I got that way because I couldn't get Band Aid. It sold out. Well, yeah, good on you. <laughs> uh, right, but um, look, well done to the two of you for winning that award. Oh, nice well one, GI Joe. Thanks, mate. And Ian, mate, listen. There's one night you said you had the worst day of your life. Yeah. But that evening, you'd been mentioned again on Radio 4 by that geezer that likes you at five o'clock. Oh, um, Eddie Mayer? Yeah. Oh. And then then someone phoned you up and said the the betting was evens. Do the two of you understand what evens are in betting? No. Right. Wow, I didn't have no credit. Evens means if I put £10 on you to win... Yeah. All I get is my £10 back. A biddly biddly bong. What? You cannot make money on it. So at that point, you're going to ruin me! Ian! Wow. Ruin me! Yeah? So normally, okay, let's say you're two to one. I put £10 on, you win, I get twice as much back, I get £20. Uh, how do you work that one out? Huh? Uh, how do you work that one out? What else, what else, what else? Um... Oh, Matt, show you did the lock-in. What a fantastic night. Kev, show your true colours more often. Beat that man. <laughs> He's nasty to you. <laughs> Kev, it was excellent hearing you just sock it to him. Well, what? I get a bit embarrassed about stuff like that. I don't... No, no, don't, 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 don't. I don't like no. getting riled on air. I don't like showing well, well, that. No, no, but, but, but... Well, just smack his wrist. So I'm going to smack your wrist. Not it's disgusting. Where are we? Where are we? Ian, yes. the other day, yes. um, Thursday, I spent all day listening to Fat Me Yamaha, What's a Girl to Do? Just completely on loop, non-stop, non-stop. Did you or didn't you? Know, didn't you? Gets to you. And then, did Ian, you or you know, didn't you? you're interested in DIY SOS. Yeah, Nick Knowles. Right, Ian, listen, I heard a track of his album. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is it I good? Crying after... No, well, hell no, what do you think? No. Is Ian, it? Ian, 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 do you like Steve Harley? Um, I do like Cockney Steve Rebel. Harley. Cockney Rebel, yeah, of course. What's that sub- song about the sun? The sun? All I know yeah. is come up and see me, make me smile, and Mr. Soft. Oh, no, there's one about the sun. Um, uh, that's old like... news. Oh, God, sun. Is it this one? Here, here comes the smoke. No, here comes the sun. All oh, right, yeah. Is that... Ian, he slaughtered it, mate, after all day listening to oh. techno. I was crying after two minutes. I was in tears. Well, I'll tell you what station it was on. Yeah, go on. Okay, it, it was a uh, round table. Oh, on Six BBC, Music. But it was on at five minutes to seven. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, and they was all sniffing rather a lot and all getting a bit heated as well. Were so they saying, did they like it or did they not like it? I thought, I don't know, and after two minutes of it, I was crying. I was just, just in, in, I was recording it for you. Oh. I was just, I was just, after two minutes, I'm talking to myself. I couldn't cope. After all that lovely family Yamaha. Well, <laughs> anyway. thanks, thanks for calling, Joe. Hey, hang on a sales, what's the other thing? What have I phoned up for? I like the mushy peas. Hello, hello. I'll have my mushy peas, please. Thanks very much please. indeed, Joe. Um, what a delightful fruitcake. I'll tell you what I'm trying to find. I've got to sort all these sounds out, because I've got all these great sounds. Um... On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. They've changed all those.
They've bought new ones, they sound uh, You can hear what we say on LBC 97.3, and now you can read it too, with our new series of books from LBC presenters. I'm Steve Allen, and in my book you can read about Britain's most bonkers phenomenon, Zoe so you want to be a celebrity. <laughs> I'm trying to find... Do you remember when they did that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find... <laughs> No, that's not it. Um, Never. <gasps> I like the mushy peas. Uka zaga, uka zaga. No. I'm going to sort all these out. I'm trying to find the woman saying, um, you don't, what is it? You, you, um. One of them came up against me. I couldn't touch it. I was shocked. No, it wasn't that. Um, I think I might. I haven't heard from him for a while, have I? No. Um. I think I might have deleted it. Oh. The one where, um, uh, she's talking, she's doing what dead people are saying. Um, is it this? Oh, God, what was that? Um. Is it Mary loves death? No. It's disgusting. All right, Paul, Paul. No. What would be the one event that you would like to happen that hasn't happened? What's the one bit of proof that you would like to go to a base and get? I've never seen a, a phantom aircraft land on an airfield in front of me. Of course you haven't, because they don't exist, you idiot. Stick a pencil out there. All right, then. Night-night, everybody. Oh, no, I'm... Night-night. Tr- okay. oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I need to sort these out. These are some good ones. Yeah. I'm trying to find the woman saying, you don't... you've done no... you don't know what is going on. You know that one? <laughs> no, I don't. You, you don't know what is going on. Um, let's, go, let's go to a break while I try and find it. Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. Dolly Parton, I listen to a record that they love. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nutjob, but not that kind of nutjob. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh, no. Uh, this is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio with Time to Change. One in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner really can make all the difference. Go online, type in Time to Change to find out more. It wasn't this. I didn't kill anyone. I, I, I hope I didn't uh, oppress anyone. I mean, I mean, I did have a Kalashnikov and military uniform, but I didn't, I didn't hit anyone. I didn't oppress anyone. That's Shabazz Suleiman. Seems legit. I hope I didn't oppress anybody. No. If Listen, can I just say, guys, um, if any of you f- felt oppressed by my actions, then I'm sorry if you felt oppressed. I mean, I was just holding the Kalashnikov and wearing the uniform. This is the one I wanted to play. You are sleeping. You do not want to believe. There we go. Oh. That's spooky, isn't it? That was from that record, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that was... Oh, well, it's from this. So much in our universe just cannot be explained. But just cannot be ignored. Events and phenomena, past and present, defy so-called rational explanation. How much do we really know, and how much are we allowed to know? Now, week by week, a new publication examines new evidence and explores the theories. The unexplained at newsagents now. Off women's heads. Um, so yeah, we'll have fun with that. That's what, that's, that's what the radio show needs. It needs hotkeys. That's what we need. We need more hotkeys. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can Skype late night alternative, and I see a few of you have tried to Skype, and I've been busy and I've missed you. So 
Um, please, uh, please, please, for the love of God, uh, try and uh, try and do, do it again, please. This is my Dutch, my, my Dutch accent. I would like to go. Uh, no, it's gone to South African, but very well, similar. Very, you, very know, similar well, you know of why? Because because the Dutch went over there. Yes. Yeah, but it's, uh, the South African is a little bit harder, and it kind of rolls on the tongue. The, the the teeth and the tongue are more into it in the South African. You got it. But uh, um, but Dutch, I want the, the Dutch is is a bit more in the back of the the throat no mm. throat no that's you're, that's dracula well i've been doing that voice all night um the kids wouldn't let me put my fangs in today i saw a lad walking down the street and i thought oh he's wearing fangs they weren't fangs they were his teeth huh? um i'm i'm, I'm uh, dutch and i want to smoke a little bit of weed I'm crazy. I'm a Dutch person. I'm a crazy Dutch guy. There that's you it. go. It's that. It's, it's the chompy, the chompy in the back of the teeth. The wisdom teeth are a little bit yes. chompy there. You want to smoke it's, in the pancake? I want to smoke. The, I want to smoke the weed, and uh, <laughs> then I will go to school and do my and do my studies in school. But before that, I got to get off my face. On, uh, I've got to smoke some really good shit, man. I've got some really good shit with me, and I just want to smoke this weed. It's scan weed, man. I'm going to see this shit the sh- in the back of the teeth. Yeah, except I knew a Dutchman once, and it took me about four weeks to realise that it wasn't just a posh English bloke. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah so I smoke in the weed. You know, I've got, got some great. Shit, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, smoking the weed, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's great. And I'm going to go to school and uh, do my, uh, do, uh, t- teach the class because I'm the teacher. That's the joke. I'm, I'm, I'm joking that I'm going to smoke the weed and then go and teach the, 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 the children because uh, that is the joke. That is the joke I'm doing. And then I'm going to go to South Africa and I'm going to have a go on the slide. Slad. I want to, please, I did not mean to shoot her, my lady. I want to have a go on the slide. And if I go to prison, they will not let me go on the slide because I am Oscar Pistorius. You need to phone the archers because the um, South African accent oh, we heard on that the other awful. day was ropey. She is awful. And I, I will happily go on and replace her and I will happily go on and coach her. Do you remember we were talking about there, there, was, um, uh, there was an American character in EastEnders, but they only had the American accent for two weeks. No, and Vicky. then they, Vicky, it was Michelle's daughter, wasn't it? Michelle and Dirty Den. Dirty Den. Dirty Den. And um, she came back and she was an American um, came back. I don't think we'd ever seen her apart from a baby. And um, then she had the American accent for two weeks. It was a ropey American yeah. accent. And then she dropped it. And then when there were complaints, they went, oh, yeah, well, she's she's young and she's just assimilated. No, 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 no. Remember, I don't think remember Michelle? Quick. What was Michelle's, the actress's name? The actor's name? Susan sorry. Tully. Susan Tully. She, of course, didn't she play Michelle in uh, Grange Hill as well? I think that was the name of the so. character. But she's a like, big producer type now. Is she? she? What's she doing now? Yeah, no, she. I think she's in. Because she had like Tyrannosaurus Rex arms, didn't she? She had very short arms. She did, though. I'm not, that's not, I'm just saying she did. All the best people have short arms. Sorry, Catherine. Um, she's a producer. Well, go on. What's she produced? Um, all right, I'll look it up. But, okay. But I know she, she ended up going to America for a long time. She was um, doing EastEnders. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, of course. She, I, know, I know she was doing EastEnders for a long time. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hope you kids like chocolate, peanut butter, or cream poppies. Okay. Thank you very good much. Fun. Indeed. That was good fun. Good fun. Good fun. Here we go. Right. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, look. Look how young um, Leslie Grantham was there. Yeah. Still too old for her, though. Yeah, dirty. Dirty Den. Dirty Den. Mm. I always oh. find it amazing that, that he got a job and he'd killed a man, hasn't he? He's killed a man in real life. Mm. A taxi driver in Germany. Yeah. I think it was manslaughter. Was it failed robbery down. or something? I think so. Um, he shot a man, I think, was mm. the, the story. And I always found that incredible that he um, got 
given an, another chance because that's a big thing to Especially have Especially in those days. Yeah. These days, you almost have to have a scandal to be interesting to well, the public. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking, um, John Leslie, who had a scandal, but, but it was a scandal in the press because he, he was, people, women were coming out and, and he was suggested that he had committed some form of sexual assault. But, it was never. It was never proven, and you know who knows what happens, right? But it was never proven. He was never found guilty of anything, and I would have. And, and it did. A lot of those those women then kind of stood down and 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 said, actually, maybe we 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 were jumping on a bandwagon a bit. I don't know. If, I don't know the full story, but he was never found guilty of anything. I always found it odd that he ne- then never came back, not to the prominence perhaps he was, because no, he was big. I think he's big. still presenting radio shows, isn't he? It took a long time. He got into property. He was into property, and I think he presents a show on BBC Radio Scotland or, or a Scottish mm. station. And I mean, and he was big. He was um, hosting this morning. I remember reading in the paper that his, his mortgage was something like five grand a month. He had a huge yeah. place. Um, and I always thought that because he was a solid presenter. I liked him as a presenter. Do you remember that programme he did? Was it called Space Rangers or something? It was like a game show, but um, it wasn't Space Cadets because that was the Johnny Vaughan show where they tricked some people into into thinking they'd been sent off into a space space shuttle and they hadn't. They were in a TV studio in Houston. Uh, in um, Not Houston, in um, uh, Pinewood. Um, but he presented, I think it was called Space Cadet, uh, Space Rangers, and mm. it was like a game show where they had to, they were dressed up as spacemen. Or I don't know, I remember him doing Wheel of Fortune, but he was very kind of charming and um, yeah, tall, seemingly squeaky clean, wasn't he? Yeah, and I think, he, you know, we, we know he got up to some kind of sexual practices, you know, we know there are there are videos out there and stuff, but again, it was all consensual, you know, there's, it's, all, it's all people doing stuff they wanted to do. I think cocaine may have been involved, I think there were some pictures of that, um, and I know that Abby Titmus is, is, uh, doesn't drink and take drugs anymore as a result of kind of the, the, the fallout from that, um, but... He ain't the first person. If he did take drugs, I, I can't remember the story that well. If but he remember, did, this was pre-Twitter. Yeah, this was, you know. But if if he did take drugs, he ain't the first person that took cocaine that worked that was worked in telly by a long, long way. But there was that thing, wasn't it? Because he was he was alluded to in Ulrika Johnson's autobiography. Um, and it was like, and I, I think knew... they kind of forced her to identify him, didn't they? No, no, no. Well, what happened was everyone knew. Everyone knew it was him. I was doing the eleven o'clock show. Everyone knew that this story was supposedly about him. Um, and Matthew Wright announced it on his TV show, didn't he? Uh, so while, while, while John Leslie is hosting this morning, Matthew Wright's on, on Channel 5, and he said, and everyone, it was the worst kept secret show business, and he went, well, of course, um, you know, this, this whole thing with Ulrika Johnson and John Leslie, and you could see his face drop as yeah. he realised what he'd done. Well. And then everyone flicked over to ITV, and, and after the break... John, John Leslie came back and he looked like a broken man because someone had said during the break, you've been named, buddy. Here's, here's something else. Yeah. That same morning, yeah. someone named it on the radio station I was working oh, on. Oh, did they? Yeah, but because Matthew Wright did it, the heat was taken who, off. Who named him? It was the guy who was doing breakfast. Because we'd been chatting and gossiping oh. on the back stairs about it. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes... I don't know, maybe it's the hours you're working or the fact that... Oh, your brain goes foggy if you're doing a breakfast And it show. just came it out, does. again, like Matthew Ryan, yeah. because obviously it had been spoken about quite freely and everyone had yeah. worked it out, you yeah. know. Um... Yeah, he he said it as well. He did it as well in the same well, way as Matthew d- Wright. He, he dodged a bullet then. He the, did. The no Matthew one got Wright hold of it out. though. But again, it was pre-Twitter. You know, yeah. these days one person gets it and it goes like wildfire. And everyone knew. And I always just and it must have been. You know, listen. If anybody was was, you know, I, I, my full sympathies for any victims of sexual assault. 
you know, horrendous. Um, but also, I do think if, if you know, did it go to court? I can't remember, but he, I know he was never found guilty. And um, I think that's a big thing. And I, 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 I've tried to, I've approached him a couple of times to, to see if he'd be interviewed. And he's, he, he, quite obviously, he's, he's not he's keen to talk about, about that. But I always thought he was a very, very solid, um, a very solid presenter. And um, I don't know, I can't quite remember why we got on the John Leslie thing. There was a court case into the assault allegations. And uh, and found not guilty? Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, unfounded 2003 allegations. He still feels damned for crimes he didn't commit. Mm. Mm. Well, I think if it's been to court and you've been found not guilty, then surely... That is, I mean, I, I think the thing that killed it, there was a picture on the front page of, of a newspaper of him doing cocaine. And I think that that certainly killed his ITV career. You know, his mainstream, because he was doing it with Firm Britain, wasn't he? Mm. Um, but again, you know, I, I I know so many people that have, that do, that will do cocaine. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a terrible drug. It's a horrible drug. But it is rife in television, radio. To is it still, thing. though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Because I know it was. In the 90s, it was all over the shop. Uh, in the 90s and the 2000s, yeah. Uh, uh, but, it's, yeah, it's still there. I, and I, I've i got a really good Coke radar now. And I, I generally, I know if someone's holding, I, I can just, there's, there's just, a, even if someone hasn't taken it, I can walk into a room and there is a vibe. There is a dark vibe. And even if no one's taken it, I can sense that, that someone has got cocaine on them. Um... But then I just, I know when someone's taken it, and that's when I normally go, as, as, as soon as one person has taken cocaine, you can, you can tell when they come back from the toilet. I go, do you know what, guys? I've had a great time. I think I'm going to make my yeah, move it makes now. me feel very uncomfortable, too. Oh, and, and it, the, 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 the people on cocaine, just the dullest, dullest people. Also, God. I don't like the fact that they... I had a friend who ended up getting quite heavily into it, yeah. and... Um, it, ruined our friendship because he was so quick to anger even if he wasn't on it at the time he just you know he was just too unpredictable and it was very uncomfortable being around him well this is that thing with the 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 navy soldiers on the nuclear submarine that were doing cocaine right now listen i don't mind they they can be fine they can be fine around the nuclear button when they when they're doing cocaine because you'll be all kind of upbeat and chatty and stuff it's the next day that i'd start to worry because you are in the worst mood Ever. That's when I'd worry having a load of uh, people coming down from cocaine around the nuclear button. That's what... It would be awful. Did we just do that break, the 22? We didn't, did we? 0344 499 1000. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio with Time to Change. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule-free. It's the Late Night Alternative with that man, Ian Lee. (laughs) On Talk Radio. 03444991000 is the telephone number. It is, of course, Halloween, and we are dipping into the Babcock files. Do not fear what is unclear. Don't fear the unclear. All of these stories are 100% true. Let's open the book and look into the Babcock files. Thanks. Thanks, Ian. Um, just before we go into the main one, I've just got a notable mention, and you might have, you might have heard this one before. Um, it's about a story putting his father. Uh, no, it's about a father putting his young son um, to bed. Right. I begin tucking him into bed, and he tells me, "Daddy, check the monsters under my bed." 
I look underneath for his amusement and see him, another him, under the bed, staring back at me, quivering and whispering, Daddy, there's somebody on my bed. Right. Mm. Uh, going up. Right, this one's a true one. This, this, this is from my friend Bill Bamford, and this is uh, called The Puppy in the Basement. Puppy or puppy? Puppy. Puppy? Doggy. Puppy. Doggy. 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 Okay, doggy. The doggy. Doggy in the, in the cellar, yeah. <laughs> right. Mummy told me never to go in the basement, but I wanted to see what was making that noise. It kind of sounded like a puppy, and I wanted to see the puppy, so I opened the basement door and tiptoed down a bit. I didn't see a puppy, and then my mummy yanked me out of the basement and yelled at me. Mummy had never yelled at me before, and it made me sad, and I cried. Then mummy told me never to go into the basement again, and she gave me a cookie. That made me feel better, so I didn't ask her why the boy in the basement was making noises like a puppy, or why he had no hands and feet. I'm sure you're all chilled. That closes the bad cop files. Wow, that really is... Um, that took a bit. What was the name of that man? Because I think I should <laughs> be phoning social services. He was keeping... That family were keeping a disabled child prisoner in the cellar. And he was barking. That is, um... Dark. That is very dark, but but not dark in the fun sense. Dark in the actually that's really upsetting. Yeah, I should call somebody. Yeah, I think so. Well, we've got we've got um, Babcock's number, so we'll we'll pass that on to the authorities. That's I think because so sh- that um, that is that needs investigating. Stop that music. I feel a bit guilty now because that was um, terrible story. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to um, give us a call. Oh, dear. Um, now, obviously, we can't pass comment on this because this is the thing. But look, a former boy band star appeared in court accused of selling chemsex drugs. Yeah, I know. You know which band he was in. Big fun. Oh, that's a shame. I do... My, fa- I've said this before. My favourite... My, my, the most interesting part for me of pop stars' careers is the moment just leading up to where the bubble bursts and the period, the sort of four or five years after the bubble has burst, when they've been a huge, huge star, and um, uh, it just starts to turn sour, and it's normally it's normally with pop stars, because they're tired of a, 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 a appealing to teeny boppers. They want to be taken seriously. Well, the thing is, they've grown up, and their tastes have yeah. changed, and they assume everyone else or, has. Or their tastes, quite often, were never... The one, what they were portraying, they weren't. They were never into this, you know, this kind of plastic pop. Happened with the monkeys. It happened big time with David Cassidy, um, with Jason Donovan. Um, you know, they, 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 Jason Donovan, of course, was into hard rock things. He wanted to be Michael Hutchins when, uh, if he'd have just carried on 
being Jason Donovan, a beautiful blonde surfer dude that was appealing to 12-year-old girls. He'd have had a few more years in him as a pop star. I was talking to Mike Stock about it, and um, he, he said, when, when, when Donovan went up to him and said, oh, I'm going to go and appear in the West End, he kind of shook him and said, why the hell are you doing that? Why, why do you want to do that when you're older? Just save that for when you're 30, 40. You're, you're a 22-year-old pop star. He wanted more substance, though, yeah, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. And the album he made um, after he left um, Stock Cake and Waterman all around the world. I mean, it's a terrible, terrible record. Um, but, yeah. but, 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 he got everything he ever wanted and they they get used to having that star and they think it's it's it needs to be yeah. developed, don't they? Yeah. But um, it, I, I just find it, it fascinating, that down period. And, and here's, here's the, fun, the fun thing, guys, for, for pop stars, is... Um, that if you, as long as you've had three hits, if you've had a hit in the states, you're made. Particularly if you wrote it. If you if you had a hit in the states, you're made. One hit is all you need because the states is so big that you can you can tour across it for the rest of your life. But there's always a thing. The Beach Boys had it. The Monkees had it. The the um, bands that stick together. I mean, the Beatles didn't because they, they they split up, but. They always had that fallow period. And as long as you come through at the other side, now whether it's you, you, you just end up on the variety circuit for 15, 20 years, or you split up and then reform 20 years later, there's always a comeback. If you've had three or four hits, you'll always get a comeback audience. Now, if you've just had those hits in the UK, you're not quite sort of... If you've had one hit in the States... 20 years later, you can just cash that in, ka-ching. Mm-hmm. And then you can, the States is big enough that you can tour around it forever. In England, Britain, you, you, you can do about six dates a year. And that, but the States, you can just tour around it forever and make, it, make a decent living off of it. I'd love to have Imagine having a hit in the States. That's the ambition. Oh, I would have loved to have a go at being a pop star. Um, good evening, Mark. Evening, boss. Evening, Mark. What you got for us, fella? Um, there's a TV show from the 80s that I've been thinking about, but every time I mention it to people, no one seems to know what I'm on about. Is it? Now, if, if this is it, right, this is going to be amazing. Is it The Gentle Touch? No. Okay, okay. Is it? Can I have a go? Yeah, go on. Is it The Adventure Game? No. Okay, all right, fair play. That. We're out, we're out. Go on then. <laughs> it's called Dark Ruins. Never heard of it. No. Nope. Nope. He made that up. It was, it was like an anthology thing, like Beasts. What? No. What? Beasts. Like, is it like Drama-Rama? No, like Hammer House of Horror, where they, it was like each episode was a different Oh, I used to love the Hammer House of Horror. They filmed loads of them up at Highgate Cemetery, where I was today. They won't allow filming of horror films there now. But do you know what film they were filming there a few weeks ago? Fantastic Beasts 2. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, I like the Fantastic Beasts. He annoyed me in it. Who? Um, oh, because he did that. I've, I've just put my suitcase down. He did don't, the, don't, don't, please don't open my suitcase. It's got monsters in it. He did sort of um, Hugh Grant. He'd had a bump yeah. on the head. Yeah, no, but I enjoyed that. I thought it was a good film. But they were, yeah, Johnny Depp was filming up there. Uh. Highgate Cemetery, spooky. Um, but no, I've never heard of the show, Mark. Please tell us more. I don't uh, like. Uh, it's just something I've been thinking about because I remember watching it with my um, granddad when I was young. Yeah. But like, no one seems to know what I was on about. It'll be on YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. I've been listening to some podcasts today. I did four of them about Bruce Bloitation. You know these Bruce Lee clone movies. And there's a brilliant podcast by um, Michael Worth, the guy we had on the show. And I've been digging those. And I really fancied watching Bruce Lai in the the Chinese Stuntman. I thought I'll order it on DVD. I'll make you have a look on YouTube. They're all on YouTube. So I was watching the Chinese Stuntman. Man, great movie. 
Fair enough. Go, go and watch it. Go and, um, get a picture of your gran, Mark, and find yeah. it on YouTube, and have a little look at that. Lovely. Nice one, mate. Thanks, <laughs> Glad to help. Never heard of it, have you? No, I think he was making it up. That's why I got rid of him. It. I got rid of him so quickly, because he was a rambling lunatic, probably <laughs> high on drugs. Probably, he, he'd probably been trick-or-treating, and he was one of the uh, lucky ones that got handed a cu- uh, an apple full of cocaine. <laughs> or MDMA, or something. <laughs> An apple full. Um, that was that never happened. You always get the, oh, the apples with um, razor blades in. Well, you, yeah. you'd see if a razor blade was in an apple. Sweets with you? glass in. That that, that that kind of I don't think that's ever happened. Don't think that's ever. No, but I mean now thing. now people are given the idea, aren't they? No, not because of me. Oh, listen, if someone if a kid bites an apple, it's got a razor blade in. It's not because of me. Ian Lee. Copyright Ian Lee. Shut up! I'm not the first person to say that that's a thing. How yeah, but you dare just said you? It on national radio. But also, I, I don't think the razor blade. But anyway, it's not, it's not even go there. Let's not even go there. For God's sakes, dear it! What? What an outrageous slur on what is an otherwise unblemished character. That's outrageous. Anyway, people would not accept apples on Halloween. What craziness is that? Unless yeah. they were bobbing. Um, Does anyone bob anymore? I've never bobbed. I've never I have. bobbed. I have. No, for apples. <laughs> I am. Yeah, no for apples, Kath. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, no for apples, not for dicks. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Just in case you haven't got it, I didn't know if you got the joke I was making. That was the joke I was making. Gosh! Now, is that now? Is that sexual harassment at work? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to say it is. I'm adding it to my tribunal file okay. now. Okay, okay, Actually, we shouldn't joke about that. No. We shouldn't joke about it. Well. Just for the record. Yep. Ian and I have worked together for five years. And I know for a fact that she's Bob for... T- <laughs> <laughs> and we are friends. And how um, do you think he has she, no power over me. How do you think she got the job here at oh, Top Radio? Oh, shut up. Come on. I'm joking. I'm joking. And you, sh- you shouldn't joke about these things. Isn't it? Isn't it a murky old world at the moment with all these... Um, horrendous yeah. things well well th- things coming out i suppose is 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 something it's progress in uh, certain uh, yeah but way, you I know suppose. people aren't surprised are they um for years women have been saying do you know what this just whack him happens. straight through oh no fact we haven't got time we'll have to talk to him later for on for years women have been saying dodgy stuff happens yeah and then yeah. people say why don't you speak up uh we have been but we've been told oh well that's just the way of the world yeah yeah well, on that depressing bombshell, we're going to speak to someone who's the son of someone who gets messages from God. Interesting stuff, huh? Talk Radio. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio with Time to Change. One in four of us is going to fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Search Time to Change to find out more. After midnight, fingers crossed, he's just accepted my contact request. We're going to be speaking to Reed Summers. This could be very interesting. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Hey, it's been all right tonight, hasn't it? Better than last night's show. That was the stinker. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio um, with time to change. Um, You can give us a call if you want. 03. 
0344991000. Don't Skype for a bit, because our next guest is on Skype, and so we're going to chat to this um, this guy. Uh, and I saw this, and I can't remember how I, I became aware of this gentleman. We're going to speak to Reed Summers, who is the son of um, Marshall Summers. And I can't remember how I kind of stumbled across um, this gentleman, Marshall Summers. I was Googling away and... You know, falling down a rabbit hole as we do on uh, from time to time. I was just typing in stuff and seeing where it took me, uh, and I ended up fi- kind of reading a bit about this Marshall Summers guy. And I thought, well, this guy sounds um, very interesting, and I, I, I thought, well, let's see if we can get him on the show. Well, we couldn't get Marshall, um, but we've got his son Reed, and I'm just going to call Reed now on Skype, and hopefully, fingers crossed. Touch wood. It's going to work. There we go. Reed, can you hear me? I can hear you, Ian, loud and clear. Hey, man, nice to talk to you. We're on the air now. Thank you so much. Um, You're very welcome. For coming on. I really appreciate it. I know we've kind of been chatting back and forth, you know, t- trying to sort this out. So I'm glad we did. Um, now, I can't remember what chain of events led me to um, stumbling across your website and stumbling across... Um, your father's name, Marshall Summers. I was, you know, how it is. You're sat at the computer and typing stuff and you follow a link and then there's another link. And anyway, I ended up, your dad's name kind of, kind of popped up and this whole thing about God's new message and things. Um, and it just struck me as very interesting, Reed. And I just wondered if you could tell me, um, well, well, first of all, tell me about, about your dad, about Marshall and, and, and what, how you see his role in the world. Oh, absolutely. Well, I've had the privilege of seeing my father uh, and living a remarkable life for over 35 years now and um, immersed in a process of revelation that's brought into the world hundreds and thousands of pages of revealed text regarding our destined contact with intelligent life in the universe and the great environmental crises of our time that are only now really beginning to become paramount Mm. uh, globally. And so to see over 35 years this revelation come through my father and to see a prophetic message about what could be the greatest event in human history, contact with extraterrestrial life, and the greatest challenge to human survival, the great environmental um, calamities that humanity has created for itself over hundreds and hundreds of years, to see that prophecy given over a 35-year period and now to see it emerge into the world and at the right time, the perfect time, the time when these things, you know, are the predominating factors Mm. uh, facing humanity and, you know, throwing in question the survivability of the human race at this time. It's been a remarkable experience for me. Oh, I'm sure it must have been to see your dad go through something so profound. Um, So are you saying that it was it was 35 years ago that Marshall first had these revelations? That's correct. Over over. Over 35 years ago, my father was called into the deserts of the American Southwest by a mysterious voice uh, that commanded him to take retreat. And after a a period of some months uh, wandering, that voice came upon him again and instructed him to begin to record, to record a series of messages for the world. Yeah. Series of messages that were, you know, far beyond what he (laughs) could personally deliver or even have any information about. Can I ask what was just to set the scene a bit? What was he doing 
36 years ago, before he had these, the, the, this voice that, 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 that commanded him to go into the desert, what, what, well, what, what kind of life was he leading? I'm assuming he, he was leading a sort of normal, everyday life. Well, he's had a pretty remarkable life, and remarkable in a mysterious sense. Oh. You know, he's a very grounded man. He's lived, by some accounts, a somewhat normal life. Yeah. And yet, at the center of his life has been a remarkable voice of revelation, a remarkable angelic presence, and a vast new teaching and prophecy about humanity's future yeah. that has been kind of driving him forward year after year. Um, to answer your question, 36 years ago, uh, or thereabouts, Marshall was a teacher for blind children. Okay. And it was during his work uh, teaching and helping blind young adults and children live healthy and productive lives that this inner voice experience emerged for him, a voice instructing him how to reach someone without sight, without the ability to even speak in some cases, yeah. people who are both deaf and blind, mm. um, and instructing him how to work with these individuals in a very intuitive way. And Marshall moved with that. You know, He responded to that, and he used that inner guidance. And that inner guidance then grew over the years for him and culminated in this initiation event in the desert and culminated in the delivery of the new message from God. And how does it, does it manifest itself? Is it, and we'll get onto the message, you know, we've got as much time as, as, as we need. Um, okay. How does it manifest itself? Is it, I mean, is he hearing a voice in his head? Is he seeing somebody? What, what, how does the message get communicated? Oh, great question. Well, no, not quite that way. Um, a presence and a weight comes over Marshall at key points in his life yeah. when revelation is coming down upon him. And he then realizes that something is happening beyond his own personal plans for the day. <laughs> right, okay. And he, yeah, and, and this could be happening at four in the morning. This could be happening at any time of the day, really. And he, he seats himself, turns on his recorder, and this angelic presence literally overtakes his voice and speaks through him. And wow. Marshall, in some ways, is as much a listener as we are. Yeah. And then this voice is recorded and has been now archived and is now available for everyone to hear on our website, newmessage.org. Mm. The, the whole archive of this voice of revelation speaking to a messenger, a humble man chosen and selected to receive a message for the world about the future of humanity and the future of every person alive today. That voice, every person can go and hear for themselves, and I, I highly recommend that yeah. your listeners do we'll, so. We'll, we'll, we'll mention the website again, Reid, and we'll, I'll tweet it as well. So if people, I've, I've been kind of looking at the website today, there's some fascinating stuff on there. Did he think he was going nuts the first time this voice was kind of making suggestions? Did he think, hang on a minute, there's something not quite right, I need to go and see a doctor? Yeah, well, I mean, for Marshall, this was way outside the box <laughs> of what of what he was expecting for his life. Yeah, um, it wasn't what he was planning on. He wasn't driving towards this. He wasn't enamored with channeled teachings and all of this kind of thing. I mean, he was a very grounded man. Uh, he majored in English. Uh, he was a musician, um, and and yet there was another part of him that began to be revealed over time, and that he had to relent to. He had to allow this to occur through his life, and then, over the many decades, come to understand what it meant about him, uh, about why he's here, and about the times in which we live. What this I, message is 
Morning to What I love about you, Reed, and I've watched a few interviews with you, and I've, I've, I've read your website, is you are obviously very much in love with your dad, which is wonderful. You know, as a father of myself, I hope that my boys are as supportive and as proud of, uh, as proud of me one day as, as you are of your dad. Um, were you always that way around this? I mean, was, <laughs> I can just imagine an awkward conversation at the dinner table with Marshall coming home saying, guys, I've got something to tell you. Um, God's been talking to me and he wants me to go, go and do this, this no. and this. Was, was there that sort of conversation where he broke the news to the family? Uh, well, I don't have a memory of, of any news being broken, but I have many memories of being a kid, trying yeah. to be a kid and have a normal life. Yeah. and. Here's this remarkable thing happening at the center of our family, and, and we're all as much stunned as anyone else might be. Mm. Uh, and I remember I have you know distant memories of you know living on the edge of a golf course in a small, simple home in Albany, New York, uh, with my parents, uh, and I was maybe I don't know four years old. And it was during that time that we, when we lived there that one of the seminal books of the New Message from God, called Steps to Knowledge, right. was given over a twenty-day period. And over that period, Marshall would be downstairs with his recording device, recording literally hours and hours of what is now one of the most remarkable spiritual texts in the world. If you go look at Steps to Knowledge and read these 365 daily steps towards discovering the spiritual power within you, you will be amazed at the clarity and the the profound nature of them, and that this man dictated them Mm. with no preparation, in sequence, without stopping, Wow. You know, on those days that he did record is remarkable. And I remember being a bouncing kid, you know, upstairs, you know, storming through the, the kitchen and my mom telling me, you know, you got to be quiet, you know, quiet. You know, Marshall is he's speaking with someone. Wow. And in my child's mind, I was like, well, who would that be? You know, has, who's here? Who's yeah. here with us? Who yeah. came to visit? And And my mother, you know, looked at me and smiled and said, well, your father's speaking with a very important teacher which is a very appropriate statement because who he was speaking with and who was speaking through him was an angelic presence, a, a teacher from beyond, you might say, but not an individual from beyond, but the whole angelic assembly and your mom, life in this world speaking uh, this remarkable spiritual text through and my your father. And your mom was cool with that, was she, Reid? Well, my mother and father have a remarkable story, and... You know, I grew up around the dinner table hearing the stories of what it was like before they came together and the mysterious force and pull and draw that literally dragged them across the country to find each other through the most unbelievable and trying circumstances. And how remarkable that they each had a piece of the puzzle. You know, they each had this component to offer each other that merged and became like the grounds upon which this remarkable message and a community of students has now is now flourishing yeah. uh, upon this this remarkable couple. And you know, my mother was a nurse uh, for over thirty years, supporting my father. You know, who was immersed in this experience. She's a remarkable woman. My father's a remarkable man. Yeah. They're down to earth people, and to see them enveloped, caught up in this larger more mysterious process that was bigger than them you know it was bigger than all of us and i became caught up in it you know simply by watching it yeah Uh, but make no mistake i i had my own moments of rebellion and doubt for certain and there was you know no pressure upon me really to take this up or to agree with what was happening and my parents made all effort to give me a normal childhood as best they could
you know, which I deeply appreciate. But, but with angels but, popping in from time to time to pass on the word of God. Well, that's right. Yeah. And you know, I, didn't, I didn't understand really what was happening uh, until maybe my later teenage years when I really opened up these books of the new message and really read this text for myself and took it in personally and realized amidst my other plans and goals and, you know, <laughs> agendas for my own personal life that I am the son of a remarkable individual who has been gifted a, a remarkable inspiring, activating message that the world desperately needs to receive. And for me, that was the turning point. That's when I knew I had to come home, you know, uh, cancel my plans in college back east and and come back and help Marshall Vion Summers bring this message to the world. I, I love the way you speak about your parents, Reed, genuinely. I think it's so uh, it's so inspiring to, to, to hear... Um, you know, a, 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 a bloke speaking about his parents in, in, in such a loving way. Um, let's get to the desert. So, so Marshall gets called out to the desert uh, 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 at one point. What year was that, and, and what happened when he was out there? I believe that was 1981. Okay. And um, so Marshall was offered uh, really a, a sizable career in special education for the blind. Yeah. Uh, to really take what was a, you know a budding career to a lifelong career level. And this inner voice prompted him to say no. And, you know, here's where I want to, you know, reach out to your listeners because we have all had these experiences of an urge to say no, a gut feeling, you know, an inexplicable sense about something that was, that would end up being very important for us, you know, a place we needed to get to someone we needed to meet. And, you know, Marshall's life, if anything, really demonstrates what can happen when we follow that voice? You know, when we allow what the new message calls knowledge or the deeper spiritual mind within us to communicate to us and to receive that and to move with it. And what ends up happening is your life takes turns. You would personally never be able to discern and take yourself yeah. if you were not, you know, following that voice within. And you end up with a lot of mystery, but a lot of manifestation too, you know, and, and Marshall's life is a demonstration of that. I mean, he's, he's got remarkable relationships in his life. You know, something very real, very real is coming into being out of something that began in the depths of mystery, you know, a voice commanding him to record over 35 years ago. And what has ensued out of that, if anything, is confirmation that thank God he followed that voice. And I hope your viewers can cue into when that voice is moving in them, speaking in them, pulling on their strings to respond to that as well. Um, so let's 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 have a look at the message. You mentioned two things that, and and, and this is what I think grabbed me on, on when I stumbled on your website. Um, the the climate changes that are that are happening. It's really interesting to hear an American talk about the climate changes. <laughs> we know your president he he thinks that's all a myth and all a nonsense, despite the science and stuff. And also alien life. Let's let's have a look at the alien life side of of things first. What what are we in communication with aliens, or or, or will we be soon? Okay, well, contact has begun. And that is verified by a, f a variety of phenomena that are observable in the world, okay. from UFO sightings to the reality of abductions. Um, and yet, it's contact of a kind that is not beneficial for our world. It's not what we think it to be. It's not what we might want it to be. Mm. Uh, in truth, the new message reveals that we are facing the hidden threat 
of intervention and competition from, from the from, universe beyond from, us. From aliens, from, from other planets. From, from physical extraterrestrial forces who are here in our world. Wow. And they are here really to position themselves to assume the reins of power in this world, to present themselves as the saviors of humanity, and to gain access to the remarkable biological resources of this planet. And um, that, in a nutshell, is the reality of contact that's, as revealed in the new message. That's, I mean, that's a big thing, man. And, and listen, I'm, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by your story, and I, I, I'm not particularly a religious person, but I do believe, genuinely, that statistically there has to be other life forms out there. There has to be, because the universes are just so, so huge that, that, that it's arrogant to think it's just us. Um, but if what you're saying is true, that the, the, the aliens have made contact already and that they, they want to exploit us and exploit our planet, that's a huge thing. It's, it's enormous. Yeah. And, you know, it's enormous. And it's very difficult for a listener to just hear that and agree and think that that's real. I mean, that, of course. that statement, if true, Trump, you know, sorry to use the word, Trump's any other issue facing the human family today <laughs> yes. is bigger than anything else we are facing as a world. It is the greatest event in human history. Yeah. And that's why I'm here with you today. You know, that's, that is the message that I feel most compelled to bring to people's awareness, that contact has begun. It is an intervention into our world. And yet it signals that the next great step in human evolution is underway. We are coming into contact with the other 99.99999% of life out there in the universe. And what could be bigger? You know, what could challenge our human beliefs and faiths and institutions more than that? And so a fundamental education is greatly needed if contact, if this reality of contact is real. Now, where's, now you mentioned that there's evidence that there's been contact. Where, where is this evidence? Because, because I, I, I'm unaware of it, and I'd, I'd love it if you could point it out. Oh, sure. Well, you know, the reported UFO sightings yeah. um, goes up year and year, year mm -hmm. after year after year. Thousands of UFO sightings um, reported around the world by, you know, people just like us, people who, had, who were not expecting to see anything in the sky and did. Now, some of that, you know, could certainly be aircraft or other phenomena. But when you look into this, this larger phenomenon, you realize some of this is unexplainable yeah. through conventional argument and reason. And there is something going on here that is not being reported, that is not being revealed by those forces in the world, government and you know, commerce, who are probably aware of it. And we desperately need to know who is visiting our world, what their intentions are, and what specifically they are doing here. Because, you know, think about it. You know, if, if somebody walked through your front door at 11 o'clock at night mm. and started fishing around in your kitchen and then started asking you for things and, and then maybe said, well, you know, I'm, I'm here to save you. I'm here to help you and protect you. Don't, don't worry. You know, nothing to be worried about. I'm, you know, I've transcended conflict and I'm a trustworthy individual. You know, mm. would you trust that? Like, would that be your first impulse to trust a visitor, unwelcome, mm. unannounced. For me, definitely not. No. And, and so if contact is happening, this is the time to pay attention, to get the fundamental education, and to investigate the prolific amount of research that is available out there and come to a very clear understanding about who these forces are and why they are here. And, you know, that information is a huge component of the new message from God, and also of the Allies of Humanity briefings, which are a set of very uh, 
clear and compelling documents received by Marshall regarding the ET intervention itself. Are you suggesting that there's going to be some kind of intergalactic war? No, 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 not at all. I mean, this humanity is an emerging world. You know, we're a world struggling to transcend our tribal identities, to realize a global identity as as brothers and sisters of of humankind, and to steward our Earth uh, to protect the tr- the remarkable biological diversity of this planet and all that it provides for us, and to begin to speak as one people in a larger community of life. That's our position. But that's you know? never going to happen, uh, Reed, is it? Because, I mean, we hear th- this, this horrific thing that's just happened in New York that I don't know if you've heard about, and it's looking like it was a terrorist thing, and we've got terrorist things over here. E- everybody's fighting with everybody else, you know, whether it's that's because right. of religion or it's because of race or it's because of money or class or food yes. or whatever. Everyone's fighting everyone else. So it would be lovely if, you know, we were one world and we all loved each other, man. But I, it, that, that can't ever happen, can it? Unfortunately. Well, you know, that's why there's a new message from God in the world. Yeah. Because the situation is that dire. When you take into account the political, environmental, social, and economic crises of our time, yeah. and the level of distraction and conflict and division that this is fostering, and then you take into account that we are experiencing a surreptitious, clandestine integration into our world by forces who are vastly more, more technologically advanced than us, this is a situation that calls for assistance. This calls for a divine intervention. Yeah. And that's precisely what the new message is. It wouldn't be here if we weren't facing contact with intelligent life in the universe. It wouldn't be here if we weren't facing catastrophic sea level rise that threatens nearly every coastal city in the world. You know, it wouldn't be here if that if those things weren't here as well. And so to understand how on earth can a man claim to have a new message from God. Yeah. You know, how, how is the, how, who gives him the right to claim such a thing? You know, well, to understand that, you have to step back and understand and to see the context in which we are living right now, every day of our lives. You know, you, me, and everyone listening is immersed in a world of growing tension, yeah. uh, conflict and discord, rage, hate. Uh, it's it's amplifying. The mental environment of the world is becoming more disturbed and distorted. And this is precisely why a new message from God is needed, something that calls us back to the great spiritual grounding that we all carry, that can ground our emotions, ground our thinking, you know, compel us to act out of compassion towards one another. This is what the world needs. This isn't... Um this isn't a Christian message, is it? Have I got this right? By, by looking at your website and, and some of the places that it links to, this is this is kind of um, multi-denominational. This is this is God in in the, the, the truest sense of the word God. It's not the Christian God. It's not the Muslim. It's, it, it's multi. You know, it, it doesn't follow one faith. Have I got that right? It is a new revelation for people of all faiths. Wow. You know, it. it I love it. it. Is not, I love it. It's a it is a pure message. It is not an institution. Um, it is not a center of religion or religious control. It is a message for the world to be received or to be ignored. And it's a message that you know if you go and read and hear, you'll find has a great degree of grace and regard for humanity, encouragement, calling forward our strengths and our native abilities to deal with the planetary challenges that are really overwhelming us. I mean, this is a message that we need to hear, and it has an activating power. 
And it activated me, you know, not because I'm Marshall's son, but because I went and read the message. And I realized, wow, this is the world I'm going to inherit. This is my future. I'm going to be living every day of my life facing, you know, the compounding crises of a future world. Oh, mate, tell me about it. I've got two boys who are seven and five, and it terrifies. I think it does for any parent. It terrifies me what state we're going to hand this world over to them in. You know, it's not looking good. No, and I, you know, we, we're all living with this. You know, I'm, I'm swimming upstream with you all in this way. You know, we're all feeling that level of dismay and maybe discouragement and even depression, you know, and how are we going to make it? You know, when you look out on the rhetoric and the discourse that dominates the media out there, dominates the minds of, you know, most of us, what is going to call us to a higher good and mm. to be a part of that force for good beyond religion, be us of any religion or no religion. I'm talking about a greater force for good moving in a world facing the darkest times in its history, mm. recorded or prior. And so something needs to activate that in, in, in me and in you and us. And otherwise, we will sink into, you know, a swamp of distraction and uh, compensation as we, you know, just basically try to avoid and tune out the growing, you know, harshness of the airwaves that we're being bombarded with every day. Man, I, Reed, listen, can, can, you, can, can, I, can I keep you for a bit longer? I've got to go and pay the rent Absolutely. and do some adverts, but you're okay to stay for a bit longer? Oh, yeah. Thank certainly. you, mate. Brilliant. All right. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this a lot. Speaking to Reed Summers. Um, this is the Late Night Alternative, dear listener, with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. And, of course, with our friends at Time to Change, one in four of us is going to fight a mental health problem this year. Having a friend in your corner can make all the difference. Search Time to Change to find out more. We'll be back after this. Experience the unconventional. Evening, boss. The unpredictable. And the completely unorthodox. Exactly. With rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. Uh, this is the Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio with Time to Change. Uh, we're doing things a little bit different for the last hour of the show this evening. And, um... You know, we like to... Well, we normally get, um... Well, let's, let's see what they want to say, yeah. You know, we like to get kind of pop stars and actors and authors on, but we also like to get people that perhaps challenge the way we think and have got interesting stories to tell and interesting messages um, to give. And I, and I, I would say, was, was, was strolling through the internet, as I do sometimes, just typing in stuff and seeing where it took me and following links, and I, I stumbled across this guy, Marshall Summers. And, um, I mean, the, the headline that jumped out at me was climate change and contact with, with um, aliens. And I thought, well, this has got to be worth a look. And Slowly over a period of time, I got in touch with, with people that work with Marshall and then got in touch with Marshall's son, Reed. And Reed Summers um, is uh, joining me now. Reed, you still there, mate? I'm definitely still here. Brilliant. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for this. And we'll, 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 before the end of the show tonight, we'll, we'll give another plug for the website if people want to have a look. Um, I'm, just, but, I'm just pleased to be with you and to have this opportunity to reach out to people with this really unique and different message. And, and I'm, I'm joining it, and we're getting some really nice feedback on, on Twitter as well from people saying that, that, that you, this is fascinating. Um, tell me about the climate change stuff, because, I mean, it, it, it is... Climate change is one of the biggest things that this world has ever gone through, and it's, it, it looked like we were getting somewhere, 
And then, of course, President Trump comes in, who is a climate change denier and doesn't, you know, doesn't believe, I don't know what the figure, something like 95, what, 95% of the scientists of this world say. And that does terrify me. As a dad, it terrifies me that if we don't do something soon, um, we're not going to be able to slow down the destruction of our natural resources. What, the, the message that Marshall has got, that, that, that has received, what, what does that say about climate change and where we're, we're potentially heading up? Oh, gosh, it has a lot to say. Uh-oh. In fact, Uh-oh. <laughs> Here we yeah, go. Be, pre- be prepared. for yeah. it, it paints a very sober picture of the future. Regardless of whether or not we can take action now to mitigate future emissions, yep. past emissions have baked into our future certain ramifications and certain eventualities that we will face, you know, and we are going to have to have the wisdom and the compassion to navigate that difficult future. Um, It makes some very startling declarations. Uh, It says that 30% of the world's agricultural land will be lost. It says that the ports and cities of the world may be flooded in 30 years' time, Mm -hmm. Uh, that there will be an enormous amount of sea level rise in a far shorter period of time than we all currently think in what con- scientific consensus currently states. And again, this is a prophetic message here to really alert us to the environmental calamity that we have created through you know, misuse and overuse of our world's natural environment. Um, and this is the future we will have to face. And in fact, the new message makes clear that there are two great threats to humanity at this time. Yeah. And there are two great threats that can unite humanity at this time. And these are the only two that can do it. And these two are the environmental crisis we are facing primarily in regards to climate change and sea level rise. And second, intervention from beyond our world. And the two are connected. They're not disconnected. These, these two forces are interacting. And there are certainly other you know, dangerous forces at work in the world. Um, but the reality of climate change is is stark you know mm. we all know it at a gut sent at a gut level we know this is happening you yeah. know we know you can't pour god knows how many gigatons of carbon into the atmosphere and not have an effect yeah not we, can see, we can see it we can see it happening you know it, this is the thing it, we can see it happening you know we can see by yeah. looking at weather records the weather is changing you you, you say it's going to happen sooner than we're expecting go on give it give us how long have we got well, the new message says the world will be unrecognizable in 20 years' time. Aye, aye, and, it aye, said, aye, aye. and it said that seven years ago. Uh-oh. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so 13 we, years to go. Oh, dear. Well, yeah. And I, I feel that fire under my feet. Mm. And, you know, the state of the world's environment is one of the most important issues on my mind. Yeah. It's one of the most important things for Marshall. He speaks on it very regularly. And he is, he is calling people to awaken to the, that environmental threat and whether or not they, you know, feel drawn to the new message from God and, and can can receive that teaching, we need everyone. We need we need people activated and alive with this reality and responding no matter what government says or does, no matter who is elected. This is a matter for humankind now. This is a matter for every man and woman in the world. <clears throat> And, you know, we're all, we all need to be involved in, that, in generating okay. a solution. Well, listen, we've talked about the problems of um, the, the alien inter- intervention and climate change. W- what is the solution then? What do, what do we have to do? Yeah, well, uh, a number of things. Uh, we need to steward the Earth's resources more wisely than we are. We need to encourage human unity and cooperation 
around these major, you know, historic challenges, scientific, technical, communicative, spiritual. I mean, this is a challenge at every level yeah. for us as human beings. And we also need to become aware and informed about life beyond our world. We live in a universe, a local universe where there are forces of interaction you know, underway at this moment, and we have almost no understanding of what that is and how that might be affecting us. And unfortunately, you know, even as we go through our own major trials here in the world, the intervention in the world is using those to its benefit. It's encouraging. Maybe you can, you and your, your listeners can see if you feel any of this out there in the world, out there on the streets. The intervention is encouraging distrust in one another. Oh, totally. Uh, well, let me, let, me, let me continue. There's a whole lot more than that. Yeah, go on. No, go on. <laughs> it's, it's encouraging uh, us to believe that no human leadership is capable of guiding humanity into the future and that we need foreign intervention or foreign leadership. Yeah. Uh, it's radicalizing marginalized peoples and pitting them against larger nations to embroil the world in regionalized conflicts that are massively costly, massively distracting. We've seen quite a lot of that. It's encouraging humanity to continue to overuse the world's resources, resources they don't need. You know, they're not here for oil and natural gas. I mean, these are resources that we need. And to basically drive us into a position of dependency, loss of self-sufficiency and powerlessness in in our local universe. So I know this is big. This Mm. is... You are not hearing this out there typically. This is a different kind of message. But if you, you know, sit back and look out over the horizon beyond this week's news and this year's news, you'll start to sense that the world is careening in a direction and no one quite knows and is in control of that direction. And, you know, it's going to be something way different than our ancestors had to face. You know, the future world will be nothing like, you know, my parents had to face. Mm. And my children's future will be unlike anything I've had to face. And the new message is here to bring us some sense of vision and clarity about what that future is. Here's the thing, Ray. Let me let me be completely honest with you. When I when I thought you, when, when I knew you were coming on, um, I went to your website to look for the con. I was looking for the con. I was looking for the thing where it goes and to find out more, send us five hundred dollars. And there's yeah. nothing like that. That isn't on your website. There's nothing there. There's nothing there that says, yeah. if you want the answer, then send us a check now. And we, there's none of that. There, that isn't there. And then, that... I was, and then I was thinking, okay, but when he comes on, he'll put forward these ridiculous points and I'll be able to dismantle them. And I can't. Everything you're saying, it, I mean, it, makes, it makes absolute perfect sense. Okay, one could argue, you know, whether Marshall was actually, you know, hearing angels and, and whether the message came from them or not. But everything else you're saying makes perfect yeah. sense. The, 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 there are distractions, and, and, and it's certainly happening in American politics. It's happening over here in the UK, where um, different groups are being pitted against each other. Um, and, and you can see society fracturing now whether it's around religious lines or it's around class lines or it's around um uh, uh, earnings or it's around gender or it's around any you can see it actually fracturing and everything you have said in the last 35 40 minutes i can't i can't pick a hole in it i can't fault it and that's that's um that's refreshing it's also <laughs> terrifying man it's terrifying <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, th- this is the world we're facing. Yeah. And when you look out on the horizon, you feel that division and that fracturing. And yet I need your listeners to know that there is a force in the world beyond, a hu- beyond what humans you know, are doing with one another that is encouraging that, that is fueling that fracturing, that is finding new fissures that can be you know, jimmied open and widened. And you know, it, this is dismaying. I mean, this is the, the last thing we need as a world. You know, the last thing we need is to get embroiled in political, you know, chip shots and all this kind of stuff. When we have the greatest event of our time happening in our midst, you know, when you take climate change into account, this could literally render the earth semi-uninhabitable to human beings. Yeah. At, at an atmospheric level, at an agricultural mm-hmm. level, at the level of fresh water and arable land. I mean, this is the challenge of our times. And, you know, this is what we need to be uniting around. And, you know, but I, sh- I know I share your, you know, you asked a question earlier. Are you serious? Are we really going to get united? Mm. You know, and I, I, I understand that doubt. And, um, and I know what you're saying there. And to me, you can't give up on the fact of what the only real way forward is for us as a race. You can't really, I can't, I can't let myself give in to a belief that, you know, this is it, you know, we're, we're defunct, we're deficient, and we're powerlessness, uh, we're powerless, and we, uh, we really can't resolve these issues because we can resolve it. And I don't believe it's really a matter solely of a lack of technology or a lack of political will. It's something in the individual. It's a, it's a switch that has to get clicked in us, where we wake up, we, you know, we pick up our head and we look beyond our own personal preoccupations and needs. And we realize we are in the world at one of the greatest, most consequential times in human history. And we have a gift to give, you know, we all possess something to offer. People, people don't, people don't want to know that because people want to know what Kim Kardashian had for breakfast. People want to know when the new Batman movie's coming out. People, people don't want to know you know, that the yeah. planet is doomed unless we all well, pull together and start looking at maybe we're using a bit too much oil and a bit too much plastic. People, yeah. they, they want to know when the next series of, of um, I don't know, Big Brother comes on. How yeah, can well, you break through that? Yeah, you know, and, and also, people also know what's happening to though, at a deeper level. They know. Yeah. And they don't know how to deal with it. They don't know where the hope is. And they're falling into hopelessness. And, you know, why do we why do we plunge ourselves into these distractions with all the more fervor as the world is being plunged into a growing degree of chaos? They're not they're not unrelated. I mean, we don't know how to face this kind of world. That's why we need a communication from beyond the world, from a from a divine source to tell us what's coming, to awaken us to the power that we all possess and to give us the steps to bring that power forward to serve the world. That's the answer, in essence. It's that each of us is capable of great good and great harm. Mm. You know, we, we are human beings. We are complex. Um, we are complex creatures, and yet it only takes a quarter of the world to change the world. Maybe less. Maybe I don't know. Five percent of people really waking up to these issues and taking the steps to the reality of knowledge. This this spiritual mind within us. This inner voice. This compass. This gut sense, this is the thing that's going to walk us hand in hand into a new future. And it's going to be a hard future. It's not going to be an easy walk. Yeah. You know, I don't want to sugarcoat this in any way. This Uh-oh. is going to be one of the most challenging periods in human history. Uh-oh. And yet, great times call great things out of us. That's been my experience. 
I mean, if I wasn't aware of these things, what would I be doing with my life? Um, Reed, I've, got Living- two, I've got two more things I want to ask you, and, and, and yeah. I've, 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 I've found this fascinating, mate, and I really appreciate your time. First thing is, right, okay, you need to get this message out, and Marshall's been, been working on this message for 35 years. Um, neither of you have got more than 250 followers on Twitter. And that says, to, and you know, and I know Twitter isn't everything, but Twitter is an important way of, of communicating, particularly with younger people. Um, and I just wondered um, how you plan to get this message out to more people. Well, I'm spending my evening with you. Yeah, and no, I'm reaching, that's great. I'm re- and I'm reaching someone right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's not going to be a, a mass movement. You know, some people are going to have to be the forerunners. They're going to have to get out ahead and really lead for the world in some, in certain ways. And, you know, some of your listeners are people of conscience. They're people who have known all their lives that their life was destined for a certain specific purpose in concert, working in concert with certain people in a certain place, perhaps. And people place purpose. That is what matters for those people um, to get where they need to go. And, you know, yeah, I, there's a huge communication task ahead to reach people and yet the new message from God is reaching people, and it's refreshing. It's, it's a message that says there is no hell. Uh, it's a message that says these are not the end of times. It's a message that says there is no single way to God. There is no single messenger, messenger or prophet. There are many ways to serve the many different peoples of the world. This is a new God experience. This is not the old God experience. Mm. You know, this is not the father in the sky. This is not the judgmental God with a strict dogma that if you fail, and you probably will, you're going to, you know, permanent hell and (laughs) threats of fear and, you know, pain and all of this. This is old world. This is old world thinking, and we are in new world times, and we need a much more refreshed, compassionate, dynamic experience of the divine moving us, because... I say, you know, we live in a religious world. Muslims, Christians, Buddhists, Hindus, people of other faiths, we are people who respond to the power of spirit. Not to say there aren't flaws and major issues with religion, you know, and institutions in religion, but still, we are people who can be moved. And that is precisely what I'm doing with my life, and that is precisely what Marshall Vian Summers has done for the last 35 years, is to speak to people to call them up and out so that who they are can serve the world uh, in these future times. Okay, my final thing, and then we'll let you go, and we'll, we'll mention the website again and send people there. Um, how come it's you talking to me tonight? How come Marshall couldn't come on tonight? What, 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 that, that, that initially struck me as odd, and I'm so glad that we have spoken, Reed, because I found this fascinating. Sure. But how come it's you and it's not Marshall? Well, no, good question. Well, you know, Marshall is extremely busy with a number of critical projects, and um, he does do interviews. And, you know, I wasn't quite sure the nature of your show. No, you know, you yeah. have a you have a, a wide range of topics that you cover <laughs> uh, with, with great levity and great energy. Yes. And, you know, Marshall, Marshall has a very serious message for serious people, people yeah. who are serious about their lives. And if you'd like to have him on the show, we can have him on the show. Mate, you I'm, know, Marshall... I'm, I'm, I would love to. I would love to get him. Now, now, and, I, and I, I appreciate your caution because you get an invitation from a bloke in England saying, hey, do you, why don't you come on and talk? You've got no idea if this is a setup. You've got no idea if I'm going to take the mick out of you and have a laugh or I'm going to be mean to you. So, of course, I completely get um, 
completely understand your caution and your protection. But hopefully now that you've seen that, you know, I am interested and this is this is a genuine, um, you know, I've, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this read and I've thoroughly oh. enjoyed going looking at your websites. If Marshall feels up to it at some point, we'd love to get him on. Well, let's make it happen. I, Ian, I've, I've been, you know, I've totally enjoyed this conversation. Thank you, man. And you, are, you, are, you are a man of conscience. You know, you know right. what's happening out there in the world and you have a voice and a way to reach people. And, you know, now that I, now that I know the nature of the, uh, <laughs> the platform and, and how things are here, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we do, listen, this is a show where we do, we do kind of stupid stuff and we do dumb stuff and, and you know, and then we, we will do, hey, the, you know, we're gonna, there's going to be an alien invasion and the world's dying. We'll do that as well. Reed, listen, if uh, people want to follow you on Twitter, it's at ReedSummers7 and it's Reed, R-E-E-D. Um, what's, what's the best website to go so they can have a look around? Well, there's two websites I'd recommend. Uh, the first is newmessage.org, yep. and there you can read and hear the original voice of Revelation speaking through Marshall. And the other is alliesofhumanity.org, uh, which is the uh, website where we have free online the Allies of Humanity briefings, which detail the extraterrestrial presence in the world today and what we each need to do personally and collectively to respond to that. Give me that last one again. Cause I, 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 what was that? Sure thing. Allies, allies yes. of humanity.org. Humanity.org. You know, I'll, allies of humanity.org. And I'll, I'll give you a third one. And here, here's an interesting one. Yeah, go on. Um, Marshall was involved in writing a document called the Declaration of Human Sovereignty, mm. modeled on the United States Declaration of Independence, which states our universal rights as human beings in this new universe into which we are emerging. You know, and this document is available free for anyone to go print, to share, um, and to spread around. And it is spreading around the world and being translated and so forth. And that website is humansovereignty.org. Humansovereignty.org. I'm there. I'm, I'm, and, I'm doing this because I'm going to have a look at all this later on. And what, what I would really recommend you know, for your viewers is go listen to Marshall. You know, Go onto YouTube. Put Marshall's name into the search bar and see what this man is saying to the world. You know, see the quality. Uh, you know, what is his quality? Is he authentic? You know, go find out for yourself um, who this man is and what he's saying and see if it moves you. Um, Reed, honestly, I- I've been spellbound the last 50 minutes. We'll speak again. Hopefully I'll get to speak to Marshall. Thank Will for sorting out the interview because he-, he emailed me a couple of times and you know how life is, and I kind of missed the email. But we spoke when we needed to speak, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? So thank you so much for your time, man. Wonderful to spend this evening with you. We'll speak to you again soon. Take care, Reed. Good, Ian. All right, you too. Thanks. Bye. Um, Wow. Catherine, come and join me. What a lovely, lovely man. And honestly, I went to the website... I went to the website thinking I'm gonna f- I'm gonna find the con, I'm gonna find the bit where they say send us your dollars here. There's nothing. Or buy our book. Yeah, nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing there. There's nothing. I've looked. Yeah. And I clicked and I followed it all around and there's nothing. And then I thought, well, he'll come on and he'll obviously be a crackpot. So very slowly I will dismantle his argument. And I can't. I, again, I said the, the thing that one could possibly argue is that a man is getting get, hearing voices and getting a message. That you could you could possibly argue with, but I didn't want to be particularly disrespectful to his dad. But also, in many ways, that's kind of a triviality. The message itself, 
I can't argue with that. Yeah, what's the difference between I can't argue. physically hearing a voice and being inspired to yeah. write something down? Now, and you know, and there'll be some people going, oh, the alien stuff is nonsense. Well, you know I totally buy yeah. into aliens. You know I do. I've, yeah. seen a, I've seen a flying saucer. I've seen a UFO. I've seen it. Um, and I totally believe, are they with us now? I don't know. I totally believe there are other life forms out there. Of course there are. It's a mathematical certainty because mm-hmm. the universe is just so vast. We're not the only things living in this universe. No, that would be an arrogance, wouldn't um, it? Wouldn't it just be? What a nice man. What a re- I, I couldn't take a... I could not, you know, even with a screwdriver and... and uh, I could not dismantle that argument. My journalistic training was basically be cynical, very cynical. Yeah. Couldn't find it. Ba- the basic message is, we're screwing up the planet. Stop being dicks to each Stop other. Stop being dicks. And we all need to get together and, and be, be one planet. Yeah, I dig that. I dig that. Of course we do. And we see, we're seeing what's happening in New York... Tonight or this afternoon over there, we've seen what's happened. You know what happened at Manchester with the. Bu- we see all these things, all these divisions, all these. Wouldn't it be great if we could put yeah. all of these kind of religions sort of to one side, and we all, you know, it sounds like a, an old hippie head thing. We all just got on as a planet instead of the Muslims and the Jews and the Iranians and the and the Koreans and just one people. Yeah, let's just say the old sorting mechanisms aren't working it anymore. Don't work. I really enjoyed that, and and I mean, he's obviously done his homework. Where he said, "Your show covers many topics in in uh, you know in many different forms." He's right. Yeah, we do. I enjoyed that. Let's go to Darren. Good evening, Darren. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Darren. We've only got about two minutes left, I'm afraid, buddy. What you got? I know that. I'll be quick then. So him, they, Howard Hughes will be thinking, Ian's stepping right on my toes. No, no, there's no stepping uh, on no, toes. I'm joking. Here. I'm joking. I, Hey, no, no, a quick update, you know, how you tell this day that my son had mugged us off when I bought FIFA 16, right, and he put it into his console. Say that, oh, it, say that again, he done Oh, this is the guy who I bought a game, but he bought again. it virtually Remember, rather than... Oh, yeah, yeah oh, yeah, 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 yeah right, you got so. right on my case about that, so I went out and bought a video game today, just... Uh, oh, you bought an actual and, disc? Oh, uh, well, I do. Good, as you should myself. do. What game did well, you buy, Darren? I got Gran Turismo, so I think I've dropped a little bit of a bollock, actually. Well, the you new know, Gran Turismo, is it no good? I know it's really good, but you've got to go through all those things again. All the training. All the licenses. Yeah. And, oh, you know, With me and oh, Kath, I bought this Retro Pi, so it's a Raspberry Pi computer, st- stacked full of old games from PlayStation and um, uh, arcade games. We've been playing Micro Machines. Outrun. Oh, Outrun. We were playing Outrun on the Sega Mega Drive. Out- Outrun, I used to go down to the, my local fairground, yeah. right, and they uh, clock it. Get six levels. Play some Darren, I've got to go. I've got to go. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Catherine. Dear listener, this has been the Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Of course, with time to change. Boy, the message is, it's time to change. One in four of us is going to fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Go online, type in time to change. Thank you uh, very much to Reed. Thank you to everyone that called in. Um, normal service tomorrow. We'll be back talking, um, you know, absolute balls and absolute Absolute guff. Um, until then, from us, ta-ta.